Bears beats Battlestar Galactica. You really adopted the dark. I was born in it. Sounds like somebody's got a case of the Mondays. Bazinga. Two in the box. Ready to go. We be fast and baby slow. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. And we're recording. And welcome to the Mount Geekmore podcast, your favorite podcast where we like to talk, discuss, and argue about your Mount Rushmore, your top four, or actually it's your top four Mount Rushmore, if you will, of your favorite pop culture subjects. Today's episode, we're going to be talking about the Mount Rushmore of, <coughs> oh no, I just coughed. Oh shit. Oh God. Oh, oh Jesus shit. Christ. Oh, <laughs> Oh my God, that's three coughs. I coughed three times, guys. Guys, I coughed cough three times, guys. I coughed three times. Um, uh, we're doing this full-blown quarantine edition and everybody's in their own home. That's right. So uh, this episode is the uh, the Mount Geekmore of our favorite dystopian movies. Uh, because of obvious reasons, uh, the uh, the worldwide quarantine that we're all doing, we are, this is the first time, the first ever episode of any podcast from, whether it's uh, Woob Bro or Geekmore or any any podcast that, that we've done here in studio, we've usually at least had one other person in studio. Now it's just everybody, all four of us are in our own homes. So uh, with me, I am Nary Signs. With me as usual is Jeff. Hey, I'm from hell. And Dave. <laughs> Howdy. And we have uh, Daniel DeBona coming back. Hello. I'm happy to uh, be coming to you live from Tuscaloosa, Alabama. My <laughs> so, by the way, so currently my favorite thing going with this podcast is the fact that y'all have been doing it as long as you have. You continue to upgrade your equipment, but Neary still doesn't have like a scripted intro and still stumbles through the beginning every single episode. I have, I have a, I have a scripted uh, intro. I just don't read the script. I just, I know what I'm supposed to say, and I just stumble upon it every fucking time. And I thought. <laughs> You could have stopped at read. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't. uh, So today's a today's a first for a bunch of reasons. It's the first time I've ever had to write down my list on paper because since we're doing this via phone, my phone is being used to uh, call you guys. So now it's all. This is your weird, weird. I, now I'm gonna have to write all this shit down. It's, it's weird. It's fucking weird. It really is the 20s around here. I know. I'm gonna check your penmanship when you're done. <laughs> I have. A, Here, I have. You want a, me to write it down for you? No, it's fine. I have a. I have a feather with a with an ink with an inkwell, and I'm just gonna. It's a plume. It's <laughs> to whom it may concern. Uh, <laughs> all right. How did you guys come up with your with your picks? How do we do? Let's go. Uh, let's go around from my point of view from my phone. I have Dave on top. So we're gonna go that way, Dave. What's how did you get your uh, how did you decide your your choices? Um, so I, I actually had watched uh, two different dystopian films in the last uh, in the last two days. Were they home videos? <laughs> what was that? Were they home videos? No, he just looked out the window. <laughs> Oh, no, I got it. Oh, he's <laughs> through the mic. Yeah. Uh, and so I, I kind of just, uh, you know, took, took what I had seen recently and added that to the uh, copious amount of dystopian films I've seen in my lifetime. 
And uh, I, I, there's, there's no way I'm going to be happy with any list that I come up with. It's just not going to happen. So Nailed it. I, I just kind of said, all right, you know, these are the four that I'm going with at this moment. And that's it. You asked me, you know, five minutes after we finished recording and the list may change. All right, hold on. Quick note to self. Look up copious. All right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Jeff, how did you make your selection? So I, I came to realize while preparing for this um, that I this might be my favorite genre because yeah. I looked through the list online and I realized I've pretty much seen all of the movies that are on the list at some point or another in my life. So it was really hard and it kind of just turned into a throw a dartboard onto the wall and see what sticks because I probably could have picked any of these because I realized I really like all these movies. Um one that I know Neri hates. It's not on my list, Neri. But if we were filming this with uh, Stephanie, Steph, Ani, she would probably be in agreement with me. Oh, we'll mention it in my own I think you know what movie it is. Mean Girls. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that's pretty. Ah, uh, dystopia. <laughs> that dystopia of oh, Mean Girls is fucking atrocious. I wouldn't want to live in that world. Uh, <laughs> Could any high school movie be seen as a dystopian film? Absolutely. You've seen Varsity Blues, right? <laughs> that is hell. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I, I, I'm sorry, but uh, any movie that has a whipped cream bathing suit uh, can be all that bad. Can be all that bad. Uh, I hate to break it to you, fellas, but with them accents, you ain't gonna make it long in Texas. Uh, <laughs> uh, that's actually not true. Depending on what part of Texas you're from, uh, some of some sometimes we own that shit. Uh, sometimes. Yeah, there you go. Uh, Here you'll be safe along the border. Yeah, 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 yeah. El Paso, I stay right there. Uh, all right, uh, Debona, how did you make your selections? Uh, so I did the same type of thing where as I kept thinking about movies and trying to find different ones, I just it just kept getting bigger and bigger. So I, I actually took a couple steps to draw some hard lines in the sand on what I was going to accept for this movie. So I removed uh, anything that was that I felt was more post-apocalyptic. Uh, okay. So I, for I, I for it to be dystopian, I was looking for a society to still exist, for there to be some sort of governmental body uh, and something along those lines. Mm. So that took mm. out a handful for me where, uh, it, where it's just kind of the chaos of a post-apocalyptic world. So that helped me narrow it down. Uh, my one and two uh, was really difficult for me when I get there because just looking at the movies, I had them arranged one way, but when I viewed them strictly from this perspective of which one is more dystopian, I actually had to rearrange them opposite of the order of the way that I would actually probably say I like those movies. So, uh, But I had a lot of fun with it, and uh, we'll mention it might be where this episode really shines. Oh yeah, there's a, there's a, that is. You know a, what? I just realized looking at my list that I'm. I guess I did that same thing because my list is none of them are really post-apocalyptic. Yeah, you know that that's a that's actually a great rule. You as you're mentioning, and I'm like, man, that that would be a great way to eliminate some of these uh, some of these tough choices. And um, the only problem with that is that we would then have to do another episode with just post-apocalyptic movies. <laughs> Uh, but uh, yeah, I actually I actually like that idea because if I do that, then that one doesn't count. That one doesn't count. That right one, now, my list I can do that next episode. That one I, don't, I literally don't have anything that's post apocalyptic. That one doesn't I, I, count. I, I, my list is 
program is post-apocalyptic, but I have literally so many honorable mentions. That, oh, I know. Uh, I, I, I can still <laughs> yeah. you see that list? <laughs> Sweet Jesus. Oh, my God. Uh, uh, yeah, that's actually, that's nice. I like that. All right, so I'm going to go with that, and then uh, I will I will go. Who is breathing into the mic that loudly? Who is, I, who's a fucking I mouth breather? God, I am not a mouth breather, but Sweet this is the Jesus. second time I've been on this, and that's what it sounds like. This is, I'm the fat one. How is it possible that you're the one? <laughs> I don't know. Like, I don't understand. If, if, if it's gone now, then it was on me, hopefully, because I'm the only one who can't hear it, I'm guessing. So I'm guessing it's me. I don't know if the angle of this mic is just right or if, what. If it's a mouth breather and I'm wearing the AirPods, then God help me. Yeah. <laughs> I have a worse problem. Sweet can you Jesus. guys still hear me all right? No, yeah, I can. Yeah, yeah. You okay. can. You're good, man. Good, then hopefully. Hey, so, so are, are, are we doing this? Is it no post-apocalyptic? Oh, no. I mean, that, that was just a rule that I... That, that, no, that, Dave, you can talk about Terminator. <laughs> 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 Shh, don't ruin what everybody already knows. <laughs> uh, we say that he's like shit. One through four has to go. Right. <laughs> he's like grab this honorable mention. All right, and we turn got, it into something. Well, that's I just I feel like that's what I'm doing uh, as far as dystopian movies uh, because I think it's easier. Uh, that's a good that's a good way to, to slice it. And Dave and I spoke earlier about like the two whether or not I should change it to post apocalyptic. And he, and uh, Dave, your words were that would be a totally different thing because both of those things are not exactly the same. So I think that would be a good way to do it because we could uh, we could do an episode of just post apocalyptic at a later point in time, like you know week three of the quarantine. <laughs> All right, let's let, let's do that then. Then no no post apocalyptic film. Okay. Do you need Dave? Do you need an hour to redo your list now? Uh, well, uh, someone might need a band for a little while. Okay. <laughs> All right. So we'll we'll we'll, make it work. we'll go the other way around. We'll go. Uh, I'll go with the boner first, and then well, we'll. Actually, my, my my number four probably still stays. Okay. Uh, All right. So do you want to go first, or do you want to go last, Dave? Is it post apocalyptic or no? Uh, you know what? Yeah, give me a minute. All right. <laughs> you, you can come. And I've just given you my drink order. Come back when I'm ready for the appetizer. All right, all right. We'll be good. So you just want water for now? Okay, that's fine. <laughs> um, should I, I, want should, I should I bring the, milk, the bread? Damn it! <laughs> I'm gonna say the bread. <laughs> all right, uh, all right, Debona. What do we have for uh, number four? Win the fourth pick. Number four. Round four. I'm in no mood for your wives' crap. Let's get it on! All right. Uh, I'm going to start off number four with one that I, I'd be, I'm not saying that nobody's seen it, but if it's made anybody else's list, I'm just impressed that you like it as much as I do to even mention it. And my number four is uh, Repo, the genetic opera. That's my honorable mention that I figured you were going to present the scene. I had to, I absolutely had to put this movie on there. Yes, sir. What year is this? What year? What, what uh, 2008. All right. I, I just like writing it down because of the fact that uh, if I don't know it, I would like to know when I could go watch it. All right, 2008. So, um, it's from 2008, and it is. Uh, it actually takes place uh, in the year 2056 is the year that uh, Repo takes place. And so, essentially, if you've never seen Repo, it's this mega... This mega conglomeration owns the government and everything. And mm -hmm. what they do is 
in order to stay alive forever, people are constantly buying new body parts to keep their bodies uh, to keep their bodies alive. But you finance them, and then when you miss payment, they send out these guys that literally take their organs back. Uh, it was there was later a movie made very similar in a far more serious tone with I believe Jude Law. Yeah, that's Jude what I was. Man, Repo Man. That's what I was yeah. thinking. I thought you were talking about Repo Man. I was like, I have that in my no. honorable mentions, but that's not Repo. With no, it's not the Repo Man with Emilio Estevez. Right. Uh, right. So what this, this one, what makes this movie so amazing, if you're into super quirky cinema, is if they were trying to recreate the popularity of something like a. Rocky Horror Picture Show or Priscilla Queen of the Desert. Mm-hmm. It's a musical. And yep. it's it's full of very catchy sing-along songs. Uh, the, uh, the the Grave Robber song is just incredible. It, it, it's a lot of fun to watch. Uh, it stars uh, Paris Hilton as yeah. a super wealthy socialite bimbo. Mm-hmm. This is a bill stretch for her. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> she, she showed really, some range. She really hit her stride in this one. Uh but it's a lot of fun to watch. It's super dark. It it's just it's a it's an absolute blast from beginning to end. It's uh it's from the guys who did uh, it's from the producers of Saw. I mean, it's just a ton of fun to watch. Yeah. There's really no way to talk a ton about it if you if you've never seen it without just kind of giving the whole movie away. Yeah. But if you can enjoy just the quirky cult element of the sing-alongs and it's just it's goofy. It's a lot of fun. I highly recommend it to anybody. It's just, it's just so much fun to watch. Yeah, it, 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 like I said, that was like a number five on my for me. Um, so I'm happy that somebody else. I figured it was you, Debona. That was that. Um, I mean, it's got Bill Mosley as one of the main characters. Really? He, yeah, yes. he's amazing oh, nice. in it. Um, it, it. What is that? What is that Ted's brother? It, is that Ted's brother? Ted Mo, 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 not Mosby. Oh. Right, Mosley. Never mind. Never mind. Okay. Right. Yeah. Um, stop, what, stop. What, what you were talking about the, the cult. Huh? Right. Um, yeah. What what the bono thing about the cult level of it? They do do like a spooky. They've done um, spooky empire, the horror convention in Orlando. They've done like Rocky Horror, where they do those sing along shows in the shadow cast, but a yeah. repo. Oh yeah. Um, oh, uh, plus, just talking about the people that are in it. Um, it's got Paul Sorvino. Oh, yeah. As, as the main bad guy, yes, he's like the father of the of the the crime family slash corporation that runs the government. Yep. And it also has Anthony Stewart, head of Buffy fame. If you're yep. a Buffy the Vampire Slayer <laughs> fan, uh, and dude's got an incredible singing voice. By the mm-hmm. way, Anthony Stewart head sings. I mean, he's a monster. It's great, fantastic. Um, do you remember in Monty Python's Meaning of Life, they had one bit that was kind of like that, where this guy signed away his, uh, the, the right to his organs, and these sort of repo men come to the house. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's just the oddest fucking thing, and I always thought, what the fuck is going on here? <laughs> <laughs> and it's kind of amazing that someone thought, you know what, let's flesh this idea out. And and like I said, it, it went... Oh. When you go to watch it for the first time, just don't go into it seriously. Like, right. like get yourself. I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a bourbon guy, but I mean, get yourself a drink, make some popcorn, just get ready to enjoy it. Laugh at parts that probably weren't meant to be funny. To <laughs> learn the songs real quickly, it, it, it's it's just fun. It's just yeah, it's it's a great movie. I love that movie. I'm glad I'm glad we got to talk about it. Uh, yeah, just an honorable mention. 
So my number four is Repo, the Genetic Opera. All right, so that's number four uh, is Repo by uh, DeBona. All right, so 2008 Repo. Uh, Repo, the Genetic Opera. Yes, the Genetic Opera is part of the title. All right, Genetic Opera. All right. Don't check. I already put 2008. I already put 2008 after Repo. I got to shimmy in Genetic Opera in between the two things now. Uh, Jeff, what do we got for your number four? My number four, I'm taking it back all the way to 1976 with the classic Logan's Run. Um, This movie, um, my dad, I remember distinctly my dad telling me, I want you to see this movie. And he showed it to me. I still have the DVD in my in my case there. Um, the whole premise of Logan's Run, um, you're, you're, they're in a society where they control, uh, they, they have population control. Essentially, when you're born, they put a crystal in your hand, and every seven years, the crystal changes color. Uh, when, when, you, when it's coming up to you in the book, I'm trying to remember in the movie because it's been a while because I know they had said in the movie they were going to make the date, the, the age, like at 30. But in the book, the age was 21. It's when 30 turn, in the movie. It's 30 in the movie? Yes. So when you turn 21, you're, uh, when you're 20, your crystal starts uh, blinking red. And then once you turn 21, it turns black. And that means that it's time for you to go to their hoppy gas chamber. And you basically <laughs> die. Um, now Logan plays a what they they're I forgot the term that they called them. They were they were they're run because they, what happens is a lot of people are, become runners when their crystal dies out. They want to flee. They don't want to die. They want to keep living. They're so called they run. Uh, they're called sad men because uh, the, they're, the people are trying to avoid being hurt, uh, being put into the deep sleep. So they're called sad men. That's what it is. Thank you. Sure. And he so Logan's a sad man. And so, but he decides he's going to run. And, but it's, it's got Farrah Fawcett in the movie. Um, That's uh, her Farrah Fawcett. Yeah. Dime, dime piece Farrah Fawcett in that Well, well Farrah Fawcett got popular. She married Lee Majors right when they were starting the production of this. Mm-hmm. So it, it was around that time, like, I was watching a, a docu, like, kind of like a documentary on it, and they were talking about how, like, she, this really kicked, happened around when she started her, her rise. Yeah. Like into becoming like superstardom, and it was when she married because they even have her as Mrs. Uh, Farrah Fawcett Majors in the credits. Oh, um, I didn't realize I'm trying, to, I'm trying to remember the actor's name. The one, he's in um, Michael the main Lee. actor. Yeah, there we go. Because I don't have my computer. I don't have access to my computer because I'm on the phone. No, here, you've so. got me. It's okay. So <laughs> he, he he plays the main character. Um, it's real. It's it's a really cool movie visually for the seventies. It's really awesome, like the effects that they do. I mean, it's it's seventies ultimately, but it's still pretty pretty good special effects. Pretty good, you know. Um, it, it's a cool story. I mean, the novel the novel is is you know acclaimed, but it, I think it's a really cool movie to watch. I think it's a really cool premise, and then it's that whole idea of the you know the enforcer becomes the hunted kind of situation and. The acting, the acting surprisingly is good, is good in it, and you know for that. And I just think it's a cool concept and a cool movie. This whole, um, you know, population control and stuff like that, and, and that idea. So I mean, I, I highly recommend if somebody can find a copy of Logan's Run. You can rent it on YouTube, the 1970s, ver- the, the original version. So um, was there a remake? I think that there was a show. If uh, I remember. Wasn't there I, something? As, as, to call it a remake, I mean, 
they're, they've done movies that are very similar, but I don't think there's an yeah. actual like Logan's Run reboot. Right. But I, I highly recommend Logan's Run. Here, I don't know if you've seen that, but that's I have. I have. I have not seen uh, Logan's Run. Hence my uh, complete silence throughout your entire spiel. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> I've not seen. I haven't seen it. I can like eh, classic. Uh, I don't know what to say. <laughs> One of the things about doing this show that's always been a conundrum, even back in the the, the rush four days, that's always interesting is you get into this place where you're trying to decide if something that laid the groundwork is is as good as other stuff that came after it or if you're just thinking back on it being great because without Logan's Run there are so many things that wouldn't have existed. Without Logan's Run would we have, I, I guess, I'm not going to start naming movies because they might be on other people's list. But, uh, Does nobody react to it? Yeah, yeah <laughs> like, I mean, like, you know, without Logan's Run would you have Gattaca or Out of Time and some stuff like that? And so I, 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 I labored as to whether or not to put this one on my list and eventually just kind of left it off because I was like, ah, for the time it was good, but going back and kind of rewatching it, I, I think that there were some things that could have been driven home harder than they were. It, it found a weird balance. I, I like Logan's Rob, but that's why I didn't make my list. I, okay. I haven't seen this since I was in like eighth or ninth grade, and it was kind of similarly to you, Jeff. I, I watched it with my dad. It was gonna come on TV one day and he was like oh you gotta watch this this movie's so good and yeah. uh, I, I think that the 70s kind of really hit hard in that dystopian genre where you had all these fantastic really dark gritty dystopian films be they Logan Run or uh, Soylent Green or you know we can, we can go on and on about 70s dystopian movies uh, and uh, it, to be fair to, to kind of go along with uh, with the bonus points. It's been a long time since I've seen a lot of those movies, so I don't yeah. know how well they hold up, but in my mind, they are like what The Godfather is to, like, you know, the, the, the modern film, you know? Exactly. I think that might be, that, that, that's a good argument. I mean, I, I just, and I talked, I mentioned to Dave earlier, I was like, have you ever seen Logan's Run? He said, no, I haven't seen it in years. I just remember fondly enjoying it when I was watching it with my dad. So that could be a part play apartment, you know. And, but I don't know. well, and it's like like Dave was saying that the seventies were so were such a great time for it, and I think it was a it was a product of the backlash of the counterculture and everything of the sixties, and they all thought that peace and love were going to change the world, and then when it didn't, and the seventies rolled around and things were still shit, they right. were like, then everybody <laughs> was like, well. Let's make movies about how it's only going to get to be worse shit. <laughs> <laughs> Look, it could be worse, guys. It could be fucking worse. <laughs> At least you don't have a crystal in your hand that says you're going to die. Like, you know, we're good. But, um, but yeah, that's my number four, then, is Logan's Run. Nice. Yeah, I'm always a fan of... Uh, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not ever a fan of the whole... Uh, pioneer of a certain thing like I get I always give credit and respect to those movies but I, I never I, I, I hate the phrase for its time because there are movies that are 30 40 years old that are still fantastic and you don't have to put for its time at the end of it when anybody talks about the Godfather nobody goes yeah but it was good for its time no it's 2020 and it's still the fucking Godfather like it's still you know what I mean like you don't have to put for its time and movies Movies, I, I understand and I completely understand that movies without special effects are much easier 
to hold up throughout time because if you're special effects heavy uh then you know the special effects throughout throughout the years they decline uh but to me good acting is good acting we did a western's mountain recently and there were movies in the 50s that i found that were that had fantastic acting that are like oh this isn't cheesy acting this is actually really good and then there were movies in the 60s and the 70s that i was like oh my god jesus bring it down a notch Bring it down a notch, uh, but uh, anyway. So I'm just, I don't know, just to talk about, bring up, you know, you brought up that point. So, all right. So Repo, uh, uh, genetic is that genetic? Yeah, genetic opera. Logan's Run and Dave. What's your number four? Uh, so after shuffling my mountain around, uh, my number four is going to be Dread. Ah, oh, nice. The uh, I've, I've, I've got I've got it an honorable mention. The 2012, oh, okay. the 2012. Yeah, he didn't. Yeah, not the, there's no not, judge in the front. No judge. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that would that's also in my honorable mentions. That was very close oh. to being uh, on my list. It was it was very close. It's a fantastic movie though. Uh, Red or Judge Dredd? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I know nearly. Yes, <laughs> I actually Judge don't like Dredd. Judge Dredd at all. For the like, to be honest with you, but Judge yeah, Dredd is a piece of shit that I love very much. <laughs> <laughs> that makes any sense. Yep. Absolutely, perfect sense. That's perfect sense. Um, yeah, no, the, the 2012 uh, or 2011, uh, whatever year it was, Dredd is um, kind of like I, I've always thought of it as one of these films that completely captures the source material uh it doesn't take from any one particular uh judge dread story arc but it kind of captures exactly what dread is which is this uh this totally dystopian world where um people are forced to live in uh these what they call mega cities because of nuclear fallout Right, uh, we we have destroyed this planet so much that basically anything in between uh, New York and Los Angeles is uh, a barren wasteland, and so that means that there's an incredibly dense population of people in a very small amount of space. So these cities built upwards, kind of like New York City, but to the extreme. And so you you get this idea that with so many people, how do you keep it safe? How do you police this? And that's, that's one of these things with uh, Dread coming about in, in the 70s, kind of going along with that same thing that we were talking about, the dystopian films of the 70s. Uh, we have a kind of dark and gritty view of the world and the future at that time, right? Uh, you, you also start to see that a lot of these, uh, these dictatorships that started popping up in the 60s around the world aren't going away. Uh, so you have these, these sort of, fascist governments that are are here to stay and little by little the good guys are becoming more and more fascist right um and especially in in the the late 70s the the early 80s here in the united states where you have this incredibly conservative movement that's going on uh judge dread is is totally commentary on that and so when when you see that done so well in film and then on top of that, the special effects are spectacular. Yeah, the slow motion uh, is cool. <laughs> Beyond that, I mean, the, the gore is great. 
<laughs> no, I just like the fact that you went so deep with it, and you got like you got yeah. like para you, you got like political with it. I'm like cool, but the slow motion is cool, guys. Like I just like, there's, there's, the there's guns and drugs and just and, like and, and, and the the bitch from Game of Thrones. And you see boobies, yeah. man. You see boobies. Like Jesus, the fucking you you you, you wrote a not you wrote like this op-ed like oh boy this, that was that was deep that was a fucking thesis you wrote a thesis on on Judge Dredd I was like God damn all right yeah blow shit up man yeah. one of the coolest things about that movie was it really it really honed in on the range that Carl Urban has I mean as, as somebody who's done a ton. You know, like it was, it was incredible to see him go and, and he was bones in, in this new Star Trek and then he's doing yeah. this. And then you go back and you see all the stuff he's done. It, it, it's amazing to really hone in on what that guy can do. Yeah. I, uh, I think he's an underrated, underrated actor. A hundred percent. The, the first time I saw him was in, I think it was a 2009 film called Pathfinder. I, I don't know what, if anyone else saw that. What year did Lord of the Rings come out? Uh, 2002, I think. So you saw him before. Oh, you're right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, That's right. He's Aylmere. <laughs> who is who is he? In in. Hey guys. He's Aylmere. Who? Uh, <laughs> uh, he, he's uh, the, you know the writers of Rohan. Right, right. The one, the, the, them, the the, yeah. the the main guy. Okay. The guy who leads the writers of Rohan. He's the main writer of the Rohan. He just rides horse. Just, just fucking don't give me names. Just tell me the, like the thing that he did. Yeah, like, hey, yeah, 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 and he sh- <laughs> he shows up and they ride the horses and they save the hobbit. And then he has a su- okay, yeah, yeah, that guy. Okay, I remember now. I remember. I, <laughs> 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 um. By the way, by the way, that's exactly how I watch Game of Thrones. Like I know who everybody is, just not by their fucking names. I'm like, no, no, no that's that's the guy that has that's the, that's a the kid that has people on their list that she doesn't she wants to kill. Yeah, I know who that is. Like I, that's a fucking way I watch. I'm I'm like that with Game of Thrones, but I need you to describe their nipple. Like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> like oh oh, with the asymmetrical and just the bumps on the right side. Yeah, yeah. That, would be, <laughs> that would be the best version of Guess Who ever. <laughs> like she has no penis. Oh. <laughs> oh, that's right. Oh, okay. um, real quick on on the the with dread. Have you seen the raid? Uh, it was eventually renamed yes. the Raid Redemption. Yeah, well, yeah. yeah. I just, love that movie. Uh, it's, it's like it's like Indonesian dread, right? <laughs> it's except so it, except that there's no slow motion. It's the opposite. Like the raid was like, let's make everything faster. Can you move faster? Uh, yeah, that movie's raid fantastic. Raid just looks like they just throw the camera like from person to person, like <laughs> while things are going on. <laughs> they play hot potato ball with the camera. Your turn. <laughs> Uh, but it's fantastic. I thought I thought I love Dread, man. Dread, Dread. Uh, I, if I had a number five, uh, I, I think it may, it was a close contender for that. It's it's a really good movie. I can't take anything away from it. Yeah. Uh, the the action is fantastic. The fact that she um, that all this takes place in her first day, uh, the the yeah. trainee's first day. Uh, I, I love that whole thing. It, it's fantastic. It is fantastic. In, in the comic, she plays like an incredibly large role. The 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 psychic. Uh, side of the police force is a huge side of the police force because of the the radiation. There are mutants in the time of, of dread. And so you, you have these people who are mutated that way and uh, they, they become like a, a real asset to, to the fight against crime. 
And and I I think so it, was, it was nice to see her thrown in there. I I I, sh I think she played a, a giant role in the movie, and I think it was great. And uh, I love her yeah. character arc, how she goes from like not sure of herself and weak into a, you know at the end just basically kicking ass and taking names. Right. Um, right. Oh yeah. But I I I will say that. Um, even though this is not a post-apocalyptic movie, it's right on the fucking cusp. It's like one of those, it like, it's right on the cusp. Yeah. That's what made it easier for me to not pick this once uh, we made the determination that it's going to be dystopian and not post-apocalyptic. But, again, it's a fantastic movie, so I can't take, uh, you know, it's just great. I, I'm glad somebody put it on the list. Well, and, and using my criteria, the existence of the, the judge force uh, implies a governmental body yeah. still holding right. things together, so... All right, yeah, that's a that, and which is a great way uh, of saying uh, that. Uh, all right, my number four. <laughs> the thing with those words. The thing with the you get it. You see what you did. Uh, no, my number four is uh, a I would say the the most recent uh, movie that that has come out uh, on my list. Uh, no, no, it's not. Maybe Girl, who knows? Come on, Tank Girl. Come on, Tank Girl. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, man, son of a bitch! Hold on, hold on. I gotta get him. I gotta. I gotta call an audible. No, my oh, number man. four. My number four is Logan. Is uh, oh, oh damn it! I was close. No, Logan, I didn't even think about Logan. Yeah, yeah. Logan uh, is uh, up until that's true. Up until Joker, and uh, I'm not saying Joker is now my favorite, but up until Joker, I, I would say Logan is the best uh, superhero, quote unquote, superhero movie. Um, it, it, it is. Uh, you know, just like just like Joker, it's very dark, so it's not really rewatch. You don't really rewatch it like again and again and no. again. Um, but Logan no. is so. Uh, I, I've I've called this a masterpiece since the day that I saw it in theaters, and I stand by what I what I said. I think it's a masterpiece, and yep. uh, every aspect of it. I think everybody's acting is superb. The story's superb. Everything is great. Um, but uh, I love everything about this movie uh from top to bottom uh it taught me about uh dave what's the what's the 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 western in the movie what's his name i forget his name the western actor no the western in the movie they show a piece of the clip of the western that we talked about it during the westerns episode oh shit i can't remember shane oh Thank yeah you. Dave shane shane yeah. Shane. So uh, Logan is the one that taught me uh, about the movie Shane, and then when I went to go years later, I went. I've seen. I saw the movie Shane uh, recently, and it was basically uh, Logan, just not as good. So uh, <laughs> I, was, uh, I I just love everything about Logan. I just everything was so fucking great. I mean, um, Shane dressed better. I'm just saying that this is true. With that frizzled outfit, come on, bro. That's he. he I, I he love was two steps away from Lawrence Fishburne and Pee Wee's Playhouse. That's with that outfit. <laughs> <laughs> I, you, you know, you know how we got the black and white edition of of Logan. I want to see the Shane edition of Logan, where they just Photoshop Shane's fringe leather, you know, suede, oh. whatever the fuck that is costume on him masterpiece but I, I anyway so it's, it takes place Logan everybody's seen the movie but Logan uh, basically takes place in in the near future where there's basically no more mutants or very little mutants they're, they're they've hunted them down and killed all of them and they're after Professor X who uh, along with being still being the greatest and most powerful uh, mutant in, on the planet is now suffering from Alzheimer's. So uh, he is basically a weapon that does, can't control himself on a timer. 
and Logan's doing everything he can to save this little girl, help this little girl out that ends up being his daughter slash clone. It's a fucking weird thing, uh, but it's yeah. great, man. I love I love everything about this movie. Um, uh, this is this movie is one of the reasons, one of the very few reasons that I was not happy that Disney bought out Fox because. Uh, I sincerely doubt that they will make the X-23 movie that we fucking deserve. Uh, yeah. And I th- I really wish that they... I mean, I hope I'm wrong, but I wish... That yeah, they well, it, uh, along those lines, you know, Disney owns other labels that they use to release R-rated stuff. I think they own TriStar and uh, maybe Touchstone yeah. that they use to, to release oh, no, I don't, um, R-rated films. I don't think I don't think they're going to I don't think they won't make it because of the R-ratedness because they already they already announced that they're going to make Deadpool 3 and that it will oh, be R-rated. Okay. I just don't think that it's going to be I don't think it's on their radar that they give a fuck. I think their priority right now is to include mutants in the MCU. So I don't I don't th- I, I don't think that they're going to be I don't think it's on their radar to make an X-23 film, which it's, again, I hope I'm wrong. You know, in, in a few years, maybe I'll, maybe we look back and be like, well, I never didn't know what the fuck. I'm, I would hope that. But I, I yeah. just don't, there's been no whispers of, a, of you know, Mangold is now directing other movies. He, he's just, you know, so. Uh, <laughs> to, to kind of support that point, I mean, we, we've been hearing about the new mutant film uh, well before the, the, the Disney and Fox merger. And I've been so excited about that movie. Oh my god, I've been, uh, I've been chomping at the bit back. I mean, back when we still had what's good. Me and Louis Fantasy cast that movie like as soon as it was greenlit. And I've been waiting this movie for so long. And it's supposed to be out in two weeks, so I'm guessing we won't get it then. Oh no, they just said something was. <laughs> no, they just said it was getting pushed back again. Exactly. Yeah. So, there goes that. I mean, I, I, I don't see. I, I'm with Disney's concerned about blockbusters. Yeah. Plain yeah. Yeah, but yeah, Lo- Logan's an excellent choice, man. I didn't even yeah. consider that. I like that a lot. All right, so our number fours we have uh, Repo, uh, Genetic Opera. Uh, we have uh, Logan's Run. We have uh, Dread from 2012, and we have Logan. Uh, all right, so the, uh, the prequel to Logan's Run. <laughs> <laughs> all right, hold on. Round three. Three is a magic number. Yes, it is. All right, uh, DeBono, what do we got for number three, man? Uh, for my number three, I think I'm probably going to have to table this one, or maybe it'll just hit somebody else's list at the same spot. This one is very, very different from everything else that's on my list, but definitely deserving of a spot on this list. My number three is Idiocracy. Table! <laughs> <laughs> Too real. <laughs> So we'll come back around to that. We'll one. come but, back around yeah. to that one. All right, uh, I was, Jeff. That's how I was so excited when it was on your list, and when you told me, <laughs> "Oh, I changed it around," I was like, "Please tell me you didn't take that one out." All right, Jeff. Um, what's number three? My number three uh, is Double Dragon. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> I was like, that, "That's it." I was like, "I was like, all right, well, phone calls over." <laughs> um, it is a dystopian movie, though. Um, it, it is. It is a dystopian movie. Um, my number three is Equilibrium. Uh, oh, movie. honorable mention. I've got it. I've got an honorable mention book. So I, I, I can't count how many times I've rewatched this movie. Like this is one of those movies that, as as heavy of a subject as it is, it it's up there with one of my favorite Christian Bale movies. Um, it's it's just a perfect mix of amazing action, 
like that that fight scene of him in the hallway at the I mean all the fight scenes the opening scene where you just see glimpses of him when he busts through that door and is doing the gun kata and you just see the the, the shots of him shooting but um, the, for those of you that have never heard of it the basic premise of it is it's a it takes place um, I don't it doesn't say the year I don't remember because I actually brought up IMDb um, but it's a uh, a form where it's in a future where a regime has outlawed any types of emotions, any types of art, any types of music, anything that can give you any type of emotion, which has then led to no war. Um, you've obviously got people who are fighting that because they're trying to save art, artwork, famous art pieces and music and literature. And Christian Bale, much like Logan, uh, Logan's run, actually, now that I think about it, plays one of these uh, enforcers that are supposed to go around and um, stop these people who are doing these illegal acts of, and these, um, these emotional things and stuff like that. And um, there's a kind of a reveal with him. I'm not going to say his character, but it's him and Tay and Diggs. Tay Diggs. Uh, yeah, which is fantastic in this movie, too. Mm. Um, mm. Another movie where Sean Bean exactly the fucking right. bullet. Yeah. <laughs> another Sean Bean movie. Um, so you know what happens to him in it. And, um, but, but it's just got, it, it's such a cool movie because you, you, the, it, like I said, much like Logan's run, he ends up not stopping. He stops taking the medication that helps him suppress his emotions, which then leads, leads to him realizing that what they're doing is not right. And it's him against the regime that he helped along. He fought alongside of prior to that. And it's just the, the action scenes in this movie are amazing. To me, the story is great. His acting is, is phenomenal in it. And, and, and it, it, it kind of, it shows you a world where if there was censor, censorship, you know, how, how, and which unfortunately with this cancel culture that we're getting to, it's, it's moving in that direction. Um, you know, how, how dark and bleak and, and just stale, the world would be and i mean i i freaking love them i absolutely love this movie i mean like i said i've watched it multiple times i mean i i loved this movie when uh when it was brave new world back in 1932 <laughs> you know? and, and i and i still love it. It, it, it i think it's all the better for the action that's injected into it um it, it, it's an awesome and, and you're right that final uh you know fight scene down the hallway yeah, uh, in the white suit. In the white, it's so in the cool. pimp-ass white suit. I love it. It's uh, one of the things about this movie is uh, is it's so great is how it's not subtle in no, any way, shape, at all. Like, like it's like here's the flag of Liberia. Yeah, we know it looks like a Nazi flag. That's the point, guys. <laughs> like, <laughs> like there's there's just, there's absolutely nothing subtle about it. But it there it's so great in the way they do it. The, the development of Gun Kata as what seems like this, it actually seems like some sort of ancient form of martial arts so in good. this movie. It's just, it's brilliantly shot. Uh, I, Christian Bale, uh, of course, just absolutely incredible in it. And uh, yeah, no, I I love Equilibrium. Like I said, it was definitely on my honorable mention. Yeah. Classic. All right. Uh, you never seen it, Eric? Never seen You've it. Never seen it, have you? Never seen I, I it. I think you'd like it. I have it on my in the family share, so you can actually watch. Oh, it's one of the three that you have on the. Okay, that's cool. I'll, yeah. I'll check it out. One of the three that you have. Hundred and hundred. I have hundred and forty. Thank you, sir. Okay. Well, hundred forty-one when Birds of Prey comes out. Next uh, well, one hundred and thirty. One hundred and thirty of them are Korean films. So. Well, <laughs> 
we, we I'm are. Sorry, I got parasite. You uncultured swine. Uh, <laughs> still haven't seen it, man. I want to. I want to see it, but I don't want to read. Um, Yo, y'all call me back when you do the uh, geek more of Korean film. <laughs> it's gonna be you and me and maybe and Dave. That's it. <laughs> Yeah, I'll be the mediator. I'll be the one here, like for the recording. Like I just whatever, whatever you guys need. Uh, all right. How do you spell that name? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, is that a chair and then a table, or is a table first and then a chair? Uh, <laughs> uh, Dave, what's your number? What's your number three? Uh, my number three is uh, uh, probably to no surprise to anyone, Total Recall. Hey! Uh, nice, nice. Yeah. The, the, which the which one? one? Which one? You want the good one or the Schwarzenegger one? Which one did you pick? <laughs> <laughs> no. My number three no. has been Total Recall. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Total Recall, Colin Farrell version, folks. Uh, mute his mic. Mute his mic. Mute his mic. <laughs> no, man. So, Total Recall. Uh, I, here's the thing. I I didn't dislike the Colin Farrell one, um, but to me, it there are elements of it that are closer to to the original short story. We can remember it for you, people. But there's also parts that don't do it for me. Um, <laughs> oh. Uh, yeah, no, it's a uh, one, obviously. Yeah, uh, I think it's a great one. It's a great, it's a great pick, to be honest with you. Um, I watched it as a kid, and it, it was, you know, no surprise, it was confusing the fuck out of me. It confused the shit out of me as far as the story. Oh, yeah. As this, but in the, I was as a kid watching it uh, for years. I was like, yeah, the story I don't really get, but uh, the action is amazing, and that's really all I cared about oh, yeah. when I was a kid. So, plus yeah. you have three titties. So. Yes, you do. Three titties and Sharon Stone. But, yeah. Here's the thing that I'm disappointed with the three titties, guys. And he, and I, I'm more disappointed in the remake because in the remake, they also had three titties and they had a chance to fix the original issue with the three titties from the original film. If you're going to have a chick with three titties, one has to be in the back for slow dancing. That's what I'm saying, dude. <laughs> and they could have fixed it. They could have fixed it in the remake, but they said, no, we're going to put three titties in the front. And I'm like, come on, man. But the remake right out of the gate gives you Kate Beckinsale's ass and oh, oh my tiny God. Oh. sweet Jesus. Yeah, so, it does have that. It does have that. I'm uh, say. But yeah, no, I I, I I I am one of those uh, that I like to remake better than the uh, than the original. However, uh, the original still stands as a, an excellent film. So I, I yeah. and, and I saw it again for the first time in years, probably about four or five years ago. So it's, I might be time to revisit it again. Um, but yeah. uh, I did remember enjoying it more so. Uh, four or five years ago than I did when I was a kid. And that's saying a lot because I enjoyed it as a kid, but right. I enjoyed it for different reasons as a kid. But Total Recall is there, fantastic, man. There's, there's a lot to this film. Um, like the, it's in the craft of this film that, that I really enjoy. Um, where Paul Verhoeven, the, the director, kind of, he, he loves to fuck with his audience, and particularly in this one, where when you look at what is being uploaded into his mind when he's first sitting in that chair, it's all the things that are going to be played out in the next hour and 20 minutes of the movie. It's all there. So kind of supporting this idea that uh, he, he is kind of, 
you know, uh, go, going through whatever they called it, a schizoid embolism. Uh, they're at the, the the recall office, but then uh, there's all the evidence that maybe he's not right. But then at the end of the film, it doesn't fade to black; it fades to white, symbolizing that he's died in the chair at recall. So there's there's really no one right way to read this movie. Uh, I I, I kind of tend to think that. It, it was all a dream. Well, the director in, in years since has said that it, that that's what it was. Oh, really? Yeah, and like the last, I remember like the last five years, I mean, recently, not too long ago, he said that he that's the way he, when he made the film, he took it as it was all, like he wanted to make the audience think, but he also, in his in his mind, was it was all, it was all a dream. So that's brilliant. Then. And then he used to yeah, work. He, it, it, is, it is somewhat ambiguous, but there's, you know, there's evidence there. Yeah. Say it near you. Say it near you. <laughs> I was going to say, say, it was all a dream that Arnold Schwarzenegger used to, used to read Word Up magazine <laughs> with Sam Pepper and Harry D up in the limousine. <laughs> <laughs> I started, I heard it. And I was like, and I, was like oh, ah, I just don't want to cut people off. So I'm like, that was a good joke though. Okay, moving on. <laughs> I think I think for the most part the special effects hold up too. They really do. Now I will say that because when the when the Colin when the, the new I almost said Colin first huh. um, when the new when the Colin Farrell one came out I watched it and I was like all right that was good and then I did the whole thing where I was like God it's been a really long time since I've seen the older one and I went back and watched it and it the special effects do hold up way better than I thought they would I. I it's because it's practical, I, I dude. That, it's practical effects yeah, hold up so yeah, much yeah. better than computer generated images, dude. I don't know why I, I said like, computer-generated images and not just CGI, but you get what I'm saying. It's the same thing. I don't know that I honestly like either one of those more than the other. I enjoy the movie. I don't really distinguish between them. I do enjoy Total Recall. Yeah. Uh, good pick, Great. brother. Good pick. Uh, so my number three is uh, World War Z or World War Z, <laughs> depending on what continent Aww. you're on. You <laughs> the boner, you don't you like the, how do you not like this movie? No, I don't uh, like that pick. Oh, I love this pick. <laughs> one, one, twenty eight days later twenty eight days later is a way better zombie apocalypse movie. Right, but one 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 I don't like that pick because zombie apocalypse movie not right, necessarily it's, it's apocalyptic. It's, yeah. But it's, it's but it's like, there's still it's, there's still wait hold on hold on let me let me address one thing at a time. The bonus structure was that there's still some society there's still some structure to the society. There's not a complete uh, lack of any any kind of there there are still that there's still that that's still in effect. Okay. Uh, well then I will uh, and I know you're you're gonna talk about it. So I'll just say that I just don't like that pick because I, I just I think that that's a dog shit movie. No, and that's and that to me is a fair. This to me, I found one of these. Uh, I, I found one of these. I found this movie to be uh, very di uh, divisive. Uh, I, I usually people want to talk to people about this movie. They usually hate it or they usually love it. I have found, and I don't know if this is the case with you, Debona, that the people who hate it hate it because it's not like the book. Uh, and yeah, and, and I and I really hate to be that guy, and I've made it like my life goal to not be the guy who's like I hate that movie because it's not like the book. But what, what you what you have in World War Z is the potential for a good movie if you had not thrown in just enough things from the Max Brooks book to call it World War Z, um, because the the book was a phenomenal like structure and view into how you can tell this amazing story. 
and then the movie just shit on it by making it an action. And 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 to I think that's a fair statement. Uh, to that, I would say that's your fault for reading books, uh, <laughs> <laughs> because I don't read more the fucking books, uh, and therefore I heavily enjoy this fucking movie. But again, I com- I am completely understand. I don't get mad when people. Uh, specifically, especially like movies like this for that reason, because every and again, I didn't know that you read the book. I just uh, you told me you didn't like it. And I've said that every person who I found who hates it, usually for the most part of those out of those people who hate it, they tell me the same thing. It's nothing like the book. It shitted on the book. It book the book is way better. And I'm not disagreeing with any of that. Because I can't, because I've never seen it. What I will say is what I, the product that I was given without having any f- previous knowledge of anything else, I thought it was great and I fucking loved it. I completely understand how somebody could hate it. Uh, I'm, you know what I mean? Like I had an issue with Iron Man 3, me and, uh, me and Dave did, uh, because we know the source material. So I get it. I get that there are situations like that. I just, World War Z is not one of them for me. Um, I love the movie that I was given because I don't know anything else. I guess ignorance is bliss. Uh, because I don't know what else to what else to say. But I I love this movie because it wasn't the stereotypical zombie movie. It, uh, I I don't you know what I mean. It wasn't um it wasn't even really about the zombies. Really, it was really about like what society would do in a situation when this. And I love the fact that it escalated as quickly as it did from it, it, it turned into a worldwide event real fucking quick. To that to that point. Um and this, this is something that I've said multiple times. I, I try to um, I try to watch films for what they are and not for what they aren't. Um, so uh, it is with great hesitation that I say uh, part of what I don't like about this movie is that something that Jeff said just a couple moments ago, it's not 28 Days Later. Yeah. If you're going to pick a zombie, that zombie right. apocalypse movie or that dystopian... I- Twenty days later, blows out. I don't. I don't. I. Uh, I disagree. Um, here's the reason why. I've seen Twenty Eight Days Later, and I like Twenty Eight Days Later. Uh, but to me, I think World War Z has a better uh, combination of action because it has more action than World War Z. And while World War Z may be a better uh, told story. Um, I like the combination of that of action and story the World War Z gave me. I don't find a lot of action in Twenty Eight Days Later. Not to say that there's none. I just think of it, it's more of a horror movie. World, uh, World War Z is not a horror movie. To me, that's an action movie uh, or, or maybe a thriller, but I don't see it as a horror movie. 28 Days Later would be more of a horror movie to me. Again, horror slash thriller in that vein. Right. Uh, so to me, not really comparing apples to apples, uh, I do think that if you're talking about horror movies or straight up zombie movies, 28 Days Later would be a better film, but I don't see World War Z as a zombie movie. I see World War Z as a, as a, as a dystopian movie that has zombies in it it's the equivalent of saying you know uh pick any of the other movies that that we talked about uh uh total recall uh is not a martian movie it's a movie that has martians in it but it's not a martian movie and that's the way i see Actually, world wars appears in the film you get what the fuck i'm saying man we gotta disapprove my point you gotta, you gotta take down you gotta so, take down my whole argument by one fucking solid fact jesus man come on here's 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 my problem with World War Z. I, I gotta be the one actually guy. <laughs> with, with my, my issue with World War Z, and like I said, even if I completely remove the book element from it, it, it this, and this fits into why I wouldn't put it in this category. Like you said, it's less about the zombies and about how the world would react, but the problem was 
they should have been more heavy-handed with that aspect of it. If you're going to make a social commentary movie about how you think the societal breakdown would happen so quickly in the event of a zombie apocalypse or something along those natures, that, 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 those lines, then you've got to hammer that home. I think that when uh, a lot of the things that we're going to be listing and have been listing, these movies prove to be uh, foils and mirrors of not only what society is, but where we think society is going to go. And I think the problem that with World War Z is they had the opportunity to show how the entire world could fall apart so quickly, and it could have been great social commentary on what would happen in that. And then they started leaning too hard on the fact that they could animate so many zombies at one time on the screen all at once. And they got away from what could have been a movie that I wouldn't argue with you putting on this list if they had hinged more on the societal features that they played with in that movie, but didn't hammer home. I mean, just in just as, as since we started the comparison and 28 Days Later, you want to talk about a movie where where they talk about what how society reacts. The last like thirty minutes of that movie, when they're with, I think Chris Eccleston, right? Yeah, it is guy, Chris Eccleston. Like like the, what happens with the military that's supposed to be the protectors, and and like that that's a slap in the face about what happens with society. Also, when they you know go to the apartments, when they go to like he's going through through in, through London and go through England and you're seeing directly how society is being affected without having to have hordes of zombies necessarily coming after you. There's parts with hordes, but not that's not the key thing. Like the bonus says, of, let's see how many zombies we can animate on screen and and make that the, the selling piece. Well, right. I, I, don't know. And, I, guess, I guess. I mean, yeah. <laughs> you just like 28 Days Later. I don't, I don't compare the two movies. I don't think the two movies. I think you're just looking at the one aspect that they both have zombies and, you, and you're comparing the two. And to me, I don't think that that's enough. That's That to me is not like, I, you know, if you're going to talk about 28 Days Later, I, let's talk about Night of the Living Dead, which is, I feel, has the same ending with the military that they say, go fuck, you know, you, you expect them to to defend us and protect us. And they're like, nah, we're just going to fucking nuke you, uh, nuke the whole town. So we could talk about that. And then, so it, it, it be, becomes a snowball effect as far as comparing movies because they both have zombies in them. And I don't think that both of those movies or either one of those movies are comparable to each other just because of the one factor that they have zombies. If you want to, sure. If you want to say, hey, this is my favorite zombie movie, and that's fine. But uh, I don't see well, World War Z as a zombie, uh, as a strictly a zombie movie. It's, uh, it's actually a militia and not a military. And not to mention that not to mention not a living dead it's that that it's that night where the the, the events start happening right right and and 28 days it's later so it's 28 days after the after the zombie attack apocalypse hence the name 28 days later so is that what the name the means already come i thought it was just that he was getting his period that's weird All right. <laughs> and on that note <laughs> okay just real quick have any of y'all watched night of the living dead recently yes we yeah, watched like, it for shiver yeah the hd on it is incredible like yeah, it's a great transfer yeah like it's it's amazing I, and you can uh, because it's so old you can watch the whole thing on youtube and like 1080p it's unbelievable <laughs> it's amazing yeah. Yeah, no, we uh, uh, we actually own it. Dave and I actually own them. Like he, I saw the movie for the first time a year ago when we did the movie on Shiver, and uh, I, I mean, honestly, I wanted to hate it because I was like, zombies don't use guns. That's stupid. Uh, and then I saw, so I, I saw oh, it. No, in, you're thinking of Day of the Dead. Day, yeah. I am thinking of Day of the Dead. I'm sorry. Uh, but either one, both of them. Wait, are we talking about Night of the Living Dead? Is the, is the black and white one? 
Yeah. Yes. Oh no, that's trash. Uh, I'm talking about Day of the Dead. I'm talking. Oh. Yeah, Day of the Dead. Sorry, I apologize. Uh, we, we had we, we had something there. For yeah. No, Day of the Dead. Day of the Dead. But remember, Debona. He has World War Z on his mouth. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, Day of the right, Dead. So. <laughs> all right. So. Uh, Big last I'm so glad. <laughs> Finally, guys. Oh uh, man. What what we can see here on Skype that you listening right now, Kent, is that Dave has physically walked away from his camera and microphone when Deary called Night of the Living Dead track. Yep. It was shit. Yeah, it was total shit. Uh, you know what's funny? Breaking point. That was supposed to be the first movie that we did for Shiver, and Jeff and I both talked him out of it. We were like, "Let's can we choose a movie that's more people that more relevant people would tune in to listen to," and 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 then he changed it to Day of the Dead. So. You know, you're welcome, America. Uh, <laughs> all right, uh, literally a game changer. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so so that's that's for a whole different podcast, I, look, I guess. Guys, but guys, Dave, guys, I wanna I, I wanna gang up on him with you so bad right now. I have I can't zoom I can't zoom in, but I have my George oh, Romero sign. I, I have my George Romero sign Night of the Living Dead poster, man. I like that movie. I just didn't talk him out of it because I think it was a little slow to watch for a Shiver episode, but. Beside the point. I do like the movie. Right. I'm just pointing that out. Zombie movies, another episode. Oh, shit. Yeah. Uh, Without Neary, right. obviously. Round <laughs> Dose, the sequel to Uno. All right, uh, number twos, number twos. Who's dropping the deuce? Debona, what's your number? What's your number two? <laughs> I got another one that I can only assume is about to get tabled. Um, this one was really hard for me to not put at number one because while overall as a movie, I like it more than my number one as a strictly dystopian film. I feel like my number one is more representative of that. But my number two is Blade Runner. Boring. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Will someone take that fucking thing away from him? I, again, I, I knew that one was going to get tabled, and I will say when we get around to it, it was going to be my number one, but strictly from the dystopian angle, I feel like my number one plays that aspect heavier than Blade Runner does, but we'll get back okay. to Whatever, you know what? You can play those sound effects all you want. I have an incredible copy of Blade Runner because you hate it, so I'm thankful for that. Yeah, I literally, I, I bought the movie. It was like the steel, the steel covered and the whole thing. Yeah, I bought the, the movie, fell asleep watching the movie, uh, and I wasn't tired, and I fell asleep watching the movie. I posted it on Facebook, and I and then he talked about how much he loved it, and I was like, hey, give me your address. I will mail you this because I don't want it contaminating any of my fucking good movies here, like World War Z uh, and Police Academy 4. Uh, so... <laughs> Is that Mission to Moscow? Of course, of course. Uh, <laughs> actually, five is five is Mission to Moscow, but that's not the point. Four, four is Operation Miami Beach. Isn't four it? is Operation. Yeah. Yes, yes, it is. Uh, so, uh, I'm actually so I'm actually uh, impressed and uh, uh, the uh, sad that I know that off the top of my head. I really, I didn't. I don't even have anything to look it up. Do you or, own the box set? Uh, do you own the box set? Do I own the box set? And multiple versions, my friend. VHS check. DVD check. Blue. Ray check. Um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> now it's time to flip the laser disc. Uh, all right. So Blade Runner is uh, the number two for the Bona. Jeffrey? All right. Um, so I switched it out, actually. Um, it's, it's, and I try to stay away from these teen, these teen movies, but the more I thought about it, the first one, because I could not get through the last two. Sharknado. But... 
Yes. No, I have all the Sharknadoes. <laughs> Is that dystopian? <laughs> no, no, no. This, that's not dystopian at all. That's a wonderful fucking world they're living in where sharks and tornadoes are coming together. Yeah. <laughs> um, so my my number two, I'm actually going to put it as the, the first Hunger Games. Oh, okay. Um, I thought part two was better, I, man, but part one is really I good, never, too. I never read the book, so I don't, I don't have anything to go by. <laughs> but if you want to talk about pure dystopian... Um, the, the world that they've built where they have the, the capital, they have all these different districts. Um, you know, they've each district has their own job. And I, I, this whole concept of having these games where people almost kind of get to the okay point of sacrificing kids that they think that their district's going to win because then they get food for a year. Um, I, I guess it's another kind of pop, a kind of population control in a sense. Um, I know it's kind of a kiddie movie. I know it's kind of, you know, it, it's from one of these teen, these teen books. But, I mean, I think I've watched The Hunger Games quite a few times, the first one. I never got, to, I couldn't get through Mockingjay Part 1, and I never watched Mockingjay Part 2. Mocking, I never was able to get through. Mockingjay Part 1 is fantastic, dude. I, I like Part 1. Love Part 2, which is Mockingjay Part 1. Uh, can't stand Mockingjay Part 3 and don't like uh, it. Just, it Wait, went, Sorry. Hold on, hold on. I apologize. Can I, can I, can I do a, a can I flip this out? Because I just thought of a movie that I'd rather put instead of this. Sure, Jeff. What are you? Wait, is that allowed? What? I mean, it's still technically it's still during his pick. We haven't moved on. And it's still and Zabona, you, you and Dave. I think Dave, shut up, and then you'll know what it is, and then you'll agree with me. Okay, fine, fine. Please tell me it's because you're going to switch it to battle royale. I w- yes. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I just thought about it. Like I, all I've been do all I've been doing while I've been sitting here has been like eventually he's gonna stop talking about Hunger Games. We can talk about the fact that we're goddamn adults and what we should be watching <laughs> is Battle Royale. And when it popped in my head, it popped in my head, I was like, you know what fuck Battle Royale is, is I go I was about to say Hunger Games Hey, hey. <laughs> I was I was literally about to say, you know, Hunger Games is like Battle Royale and then I was like, Wait, <laughs> you know what else is you know what else is like battle royale battle royale <laughs> yeah exactly i i have battle royale in my honorable mention i um so but with you know if we're gonna if we're gonna talk about it both the battle royale is your official pick i i've got nothing against hunger games and i think that it's fine for what it is but i think that what it is is a young adult version of things that are done much better like Battle Royale. I've never... Not Battle Royale 2, though. I've never heard of Battle Royale, so can you guys... Oh, oh my God. It's another movie I own on my... Yeah. On, on Family okay, so, so so Battle Royale is like Hunger Games, except for it's not like there hasn't been a war and stuff like that. It's just Japan desperately needs to control their population. Huh, right. Japan. So what shocker is- that it's on Jeffrey's fucking uh, uh, family <laughs> share. <laughs> fucking so, shocker. So every year, they randomly pick a class of middle schoolers like knock them out in the middle of the school day, ship them off yeah. to an island, and two, two get to, to to leave. Yeah, no, it's supposed to be one. That's right. Only one is supposed but, to. But what happens is they put collars on their necks that if they try to leave the island, or what happens is as as time goes by, the island begins to shrink by a not not physically, but by um, like a sensor, like a dog collar essentially, and they force these kids to end up. So there's one person left, and they win the battle royale. But 
Well, it's because cool your collar it. will explode if you're yeah. in one of the segments that's close. If you're in one of the sectors that's closing down, your collar will literally make your head explode. They also give all the kids one weapon. That's what I was going to say. Some of them get like katanas, which is rad, and some of them get like fans because yeah. we hate some people. <laughs> yeah. They, so what happens is that they, they, yeah, they basically what they do is that they have them all in a classroom. Their teacher says, "Hey, I nominated you. Fuck you guys." And then he and then what they do is they randomly call their names and they give them a bag with three days of food, three days of water, and one weapon. Like Sabona said, it could be a katana. In in the movie, one guy had a pot. Or a yeah. Pan. There was another guy that had, was literally the, there was the fat kid who was sitting outside with a bow and arrow, waiting for like the kids to come out. That'd be me. Like to try to pick them up. Um, there was one girl that had to me, which was the most useful, was she had a tracker that showed where all the other collars were, so she could actually like know where all the other kids were. She has to find a weapon eventually, and then of course you have kids that were like the gangs in in school, like. That one bi- bad guy, Debona, like the one Billy yeah. with the anime haircut. That like he's there with. Oh, Dave, you saw it too. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, and, and it's it, but that movie, like you said, it's Hunger Game. I I love the Hunger Games, but now that it it popped in my head, I didn't even think about Battle Royale. So I was talking about Hunger Games. Battle Royale does do it absolutely better. Yeah. Um Battle Royale. Battle Royale plays the farther into the future some horrible things have happened dystopian element of it more uh, uh, Hunger Games does Battle Royale plays the more this could be happening right now and we don't know right. <laughs> element of it um, oh did we mention uh, it's on a TV show it's yeah a TV that is show. true like it's like a big deal like they broadcast it and stuff but you know Battle Royale is absolutely spectacular um, also if you the, the book is a billion pages long oh. but it's a mm-hmm. great read I didn't yeah, know the Oh, yeah. novel. Let me novel. know. Let me know. Let me write that down. Books I will not read. <laughs> right. Which ironically, it. the movie itself led to video games now, like yeah, Fortnite, Fortnite, like 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 PUBG. Now Modern Warfare has a battle royale mode. Oh, so the that's the one. Mode. That's the book to blame for for that shit. All right. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so battle royale is my audible uh, number two. It's spelled like royal with an E at the end. Mary. Yeah, yeah. I know how to spell battle royale. I like wrestling. I like wrestling. <laughs> royale with an E. All right. Uh, yeah, battle royale too because it's really bad. Um, <laughs> all right. So, uh, Dave, what's your number two? Uh, my number two is actually a movie I saw last night. So when, uh, when, when we decided that we were going to do this, I was like, you know what? There's one movie that I've always wanted to see, never seen, and it's part of a trilogy that, uh, a so-called trilogy that Terry Gilliam talks about all the time. And uh, I had seen Time Bandits, and I had seen The Adventures of Baron Munchausen, but I had never seen Brazil. Yes! And so I sat down and watched Brazil last night, and oh my fucking God, this is one of the greatest movies I've ever seen. It's number one on a lot of lists. Yeah, yeah exactly. it, it is deservingly so. Number one on a lot of lists. The, uh, the only reason why it's not number one on my list is, uh, firstly, I, I don't know if it's like this sort of thing where it's, it's something new and fresh that I've watched, and I just, uh, you know, I'm kind of seeing it with rose-colored glasses right now. Um, uh, but also, like, I, I've loved uh, Blade Runner, which is obviously my number one because I tabled it right uh, for so long. That it would be really difficult for, for anything to talk. So, That'll um, be that day. 
Oh <laughs> I love you so much. That was, yeah. <laughs> Look at you. Huh? Uh, so, yeah, it, it, Brazil absolutely blew me away. It, it's kind of like a, uh, a modern reimagining of 1984. Yeah. And um, in, in some ways, it's, um, it's actually even more depressing because. Because as, as I was watching, because oh, that's good. Because of Zika Bridges. No. As I was. Wait, this cast is ridiculous, dude. It, it, I've never, I've never uh, heard of the movie. I never heard of the movie. I've, never I've, seen uh, it. I've got, heard of it. No. Oh yeah, no. I've got it. I've got it on my. Uh, I've got it on my honorable mention. The only reason that it didn't actually make my list is because um, that movie is so thick and so heavy. Yeah. It, it's not the type of thing that you watch over and over again. It's uh, and, and it's a lot to take in. There's a lot to process with Brazil. I, I've seen it twice, and I'm sure that there's still tons and tons that I'm missing to it. But it's an absolute genius movie. Well, I I want to watch it. I'd like as soon as it's finished. Had it not been uh, like 12:30 at night, I would have started it over immediately because there is so much to this movie. Uh, like forget about thematically, as 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 from, from like a filmmaking perspective, uh, there's elements of like German expressionism, there's uh, elements of film noir, there's uh, elements of of like uh, absurdist uh, literature in there. It uh, and, and then of course the whole Orwellian atmosphere. You know, going back to 1984, uh, there's there's so much to it. From from a filmmaking perspective, that I I just wanted to watch it again and pick up on all the things that I didn't pick up, and then like you were saying, like the the story is so dense, like it's so filled with with things. Um, it, it really is like like a modern, and, and of course it's not modern any, anymore because it came right. out in 1985. Uh, but it, it's like a, a, a modern retelling of 1984. Um, and, and in a lot of ways, I found um, Jonathan Price's character to be so much more compelling than, um, uh, what the hell's the name of um, uh, Smith um, from, from the, the original 1984. Um, it, the ending absolutely destroyed me. It's, uh, oh my! It's it's gut wrenching. You 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 think that there's that there's hope, uh, and and because of the daydreaming that had been going on with uh, with Jonathan Price throughout the film, I'm approaching the the finale as a okay. Well, this is just more daydreaming going on while he's escaping, and and then it just hits you like a ton of bricks. And I just sat in my chair and cried over the. The, the, the closing credits. It was uh, it, it's beautiful and 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 disturbing and depressing all at the same time. It it really is a, a masterpiece of, of film. And every every everything you're saying is how I feel about Showgirls. <laughs> <laughs> well, he spoiled my number two. There was that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and uh, I, I mean, and like you said, like I think Jeff, I think you just looked up the cast, but I mean, Robert yeah. De Niro's in this, Bob yeah. Hoskins is in it. I mean, Captain Helmet, it's it's 
Jess, and everybody just acts their asses yeah. off. I mean, every one of them chews every bit of scenery that they're given, and it's just and like you could the thing about the movie Brazil that's so absolutely amazing is you could probably watch Brazil on mute and still not get bored through the yep. entire movie really? because it is so visually stunning from beginning to end. Uh, it's incredible. Again, I, really I feel like you're I feel it. like you're describing Showgirls yet again. Uh, with, that, <laughs> with that comment of it being on mute. <laughs> Wait, but, but Showgirls doesn't have audio. I thought it was a shit. That's I don't, I've never you, seen it with you volume. You hear the pool water splashing. <laughs> right, exactly. Every time I watch it, I yeah. hear macaroni and cheese being mixed together. Uh, <laughs> Just the sound of uh, it was a Gia Gershon going down the stairs. Oh my yeah. god! <laughs> uh, Brazil, I mean, I I'm interested. I don't know if I'm going to have any time, though. My, my plate's kind of full right now. <laughs> <sighs> All right, so Brazil. I'm interested in watching Brazil, man. I'm interested. You got me. You piqued my interest. You, no, you have it? You have it, I'm glad. Yes, I do. Yeah, it's in my account. All right. Uh, that's great. Look, I, I, I'm i calling an audible for my number two, uh, and, and I'll tell you why. Uh, my number two was, and it's not going to be this anymore, was going to be Running Man. But you guys, oh, wow. but you guys basically, you guys basically described Running Man with Battle Royale, and I feel like, <laughs> uh, I feel like for the podcast, we're basically, I'll, I'm basically going to be saying the same thing. It's that's basically what Battle Royale is. It's bas- you know what I mean. Uh, obviously, they don't, they don't, right. pick, they don't pick children, but they do have you know collars and they you know heads blow up and you know that's a whole thing and they put them together and you got to fight and it's a fight for the you know whatever and it's and it's and it's and it's, te- and it's televised, uh, and the whole th- so uh, there's a lot of similarities. As you guys were describing Battle Royale, I was kind of like crossing my fingers, like please don't say just like uh, Running Man. So <laughs> uh, because I, I felt like I was like, oh, this is describing Running Man. So that was gonna be my number two, but I'm gonna call an audible because I don't want to go through the same uh, so th- through the same conversation. So my number two is Alita uh, Battle Angel. Got it on honorable mentions. Right. <laughs> Very nice. Alita, I can scrap that off honorable mentions. Did me can too. Put something else. Yeah. That so, was on my top ten list. You finally saw it? No, I, I saw it. I saw it when we did our top ten episode. I saw it, and it was like one that barely That's missed right. a cut. And That's the right. reason why it, right. it missed a cut. Uh, from my list of the top 10 movies of the year was only because I wanted to talk about other movies that I felt people had no idea what the hell, you know what I mean? Like I wanted to talk about movies that a lot of people may not have seen uh, and I thought this would be, this is, even though it didn't, it wasn't a, a huge financial success, I thought this would be something that people at least would have heard of compared to a uh, Britney Runs a Marathon type of deal, just, just to give right. an example. Uh, either way, we could both agree that had we both seen Ford versus Ferrari for that oh, list, yeah. No, none of us would be talking about fucking battle battle angel uh, Alita anyway, uh, but Alita is fantastic. Nothing, nothing. I I love this movie. I thought it was great. Um, it really left me wanting more, um, which is always which is a good thing. Like I, I, you know what I mean. You you as a performer, I'm fully aware of want, leave the audience wanting more, and that's exactly what Alita did. Where it built up to this point where you're like, and now what? And they're like, well, now you gotta wait. Maybe hopefully one day. And, oh, I hope so. And man. I, I yeah. hope so. It's, it's really fucking great on all levels. Christoph Waltz, like, oh, oh yeah, my god, he doesn't, he never uh, disappoints, man. And I, no. I always, I always pronounce his name wrong, but the guy from uh, Green Book, and he's going to be the new Blade. 
Oh uh, yeah, Mar- um, Mar- Marsha Shala Ali. I know yeah. I'm massacring. No, that's name, close. But, that's closer yeah. than what I thought it was. Yeah, like uh, that's way. <laughs> I mean, that's way more politically correct than what I was gonna say. So go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they just uh, so so so. Did did you not get a chance to see this in theaters? I did not. No. I did not get a chance to see okay. this in theaters. Look, uh, so um, I actually we've got a movie theater around here that on Tuesdays does just any movie is five dollars, even three D movies. And so I went and saw Alita in theaters in three D. Man, let me tell you, that was one where if I had paid extra for 3D, it would have been worth it, and I didn't even yeah. have to. Like, like visually in 3D, like the, the 3D in that movie is is so much better than it has any business being for what you could tell the budget of that movie probably was. Yeah, I loved it. Love Battle Angel. It's like I said, I had great, it on honorable mention. It's so good. Like the, the fighting, the fight scene, the story behind, like you said, you wanted more. The way it ended, you're like, you, they, they were supposed to do a sequel, but... I don't know what the hell happened with. I guess because it didn't perform enough in the box office. Well, I don't like, think I, I don't, I don't mean, think they could justify it with you know it barely broke even. So yeah, I don't but, think but, I don't like, think Robert Rodriguez has ruled out the possibility of a sequel. I just it's not like one of those like with the movie Dread. Um, Urban has said multiple times there's not going to be a sequel to that movie. Like he's just flat out. He's he has said that he loves that movie and he said that there he doesn't believe that there's going to be a sequel to that movie uh mangold still leaves the door kind of open saying that he wants to do a sequel to logan uh with with x23 same thing for uh angel uh alita i'm sorry um he robert rodriguez has still left the door open but he hasn't said yeah devona I'll explain to you why we still have a very good possibility of an Alita Battle Angel sequel getting made, and that's because Elon Musk is a huge fan. Okay. So he he would back that without a problem. Yeah. (laughs) Elon Musk Musk loved that movie so much, he painted, he had Alita painted on the side of a SpaceX rocket. So, (laughs) if, if given the opportunity, I can see Elon Musk just personally backing another Alita movie because he wants can you imagine Robert Rodriguez <laughs> just got, like telling the studio, "Go fuck yourself"? I got Elon. Like I just, hey Elon, can yeah. I can I can I have some money? He's like, how much? Yeah, whatever, it's fine. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, and uh, here's a and here's a flamethrower. Yeah, yeah <laughs> here's, a, here's a publisher's clearinghouse style check. Write whatever number you need on it, Roberto. <laughs> Roberto. <laughs> <laughs> it makes sense because his wife looks like Alita. <laughs> oh man, uh, Elon yeah, Musk and his thing for gospel. So the way you say Roberto reminded me of the end of Waterboy. That's the Alabama and me coming out. Yeah, yeah that's funny, man. Uh, all right, so what are the pick what, Once once Neary said World War Z, I started drinking whiskey. So. <laughs> Well, I figured I got. I, got, I had to. Uh, uh, I had to redeem myself, uh, so I picked Alita. Uh, I'm being fancy. I'm drinking my Knocking Point wine that showed up before the apocalypse happened. <laughs> uh, enjoy that, buddy. Um, I have a beer. Uh, I, I have uh, I have uh, Powerade Zero, uh, so <laughs> <laughs> the blue kind, because <laughs> I'm fancy, y'all. Uh, what are, uh, honorable mentions? What do we got? Honorable mentions. Uh, who's, am I up? Am I, I'm yeah, up first. Okay. Uh, honorable mention. So couple, there's a bunch that we've uh, mentioned already, so I'll skip past those. I can scratch them. Just a couple more. Um, Escape from New York. Oh, I fucking love it. That, um, that was like, it, it would have been, I, I was between Dread and Escape from New York 
for my number four once we decided no post-apocalyptic. Right, like that's one of the reasons I left it off, right? It's, it's, it's kind of a post-apocalyptic. It's also, it's like really funny, and I, like I said, I, I kind of went with ones that really drove home social commentary, but Escape from New York is oh, so much fun to watch. Yeah. Um, love Escape from New York. Um, one that, like like we said, like Neary said, he hates the phrase good for its time, but one that uh, needs to be mentioned, and, and Dave mentioned it a little bit, uh, Soylent Green, doesn't yeah. necessarily hold up, but it, it laid a lot of groundwork. And, yeah, exactly. The, the, the problem with watching Soylent Green is people that don't know that that's what it's from already right. know the price of right. Soylent right. Green. I can only imagine that at the time that blew people's tits off. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. They were like, what? <laughs> um, and then just two more. One uh, is a film that I, it, it wasn't even futuristic for the time, and it's possibly not actually dystopian, but I tend to think of it as a scanner darkly. No, I, no, I call that. It is listed as a dystopian. I saw it on, on a couple of um, A scanner darkly tells a, a very scary, creepy, weird tale that kind of takes place if modern-day society were a dystopia. Um, also, just visually stunning like we talked yeah. about with uh with brazil just beautiful to watch and then one more that uh jeff you said you saw my list that i originally posted to facebook earlier this uh-huh. is one that i that i desperately wanted to keep on my list but i just couldn't justify it it is a french film called the city of lost children oh i know this one i uh, shocker I didn't want time to watch this one <laughs> i didn't get around to it i really it, didn't have the time for it it is one of the most uh, this is coming from somebody who watches a lot of bizarre films it is one of the most bizarre films i've ever seen in my life the long and short of it is there's this genetically engineered clone who can't dream it makes him age at an exponential rate so he builds this machine that steals children's dreams but he has to kidnap them first uh ron perlman's in it because why not (laughs) and uh he plays a circus sideshow freak strong man there's a guy who trains fleas that can use gas to put people to sleep oh my god i thought you were gonna say he uses the fleas to kidnap children uh no (laughs) he he uses the fleas to try to get back to kidnap children because he can use the fleas to run you know like a black ops mission um it's freakishly bizarre uh but it's gorgeous it's absolutely gorgeous It, it doesn't make a ton of sense there are a lot of plot holes justifiably it couldn't be on my list but if you're ever just hard up for something weird to watch or if you're really into edibles i can only <laughs> assume that this has got to be a go-to like get just high enough that you can still read because there's subtitles but also like definitely high enough that like your mind can't process that it's not real if there's a nice happy medium in there <laughs> this might be the best movie of all time on edibles called the city of lost children it's french uh honest honest to god if you're into weird stuff it's one of the best weird movies i've ever seen all right, uh, all right. um for me Demona, you you mentioned this kind of in passing but i had gattaca on our mentions um i i'm saying this i think the book is way better i love the book it's one of my favorite books ever but i still like the movie and it's, i'm putting ready player one on my honorable mentions okay so um, if I if I could jump in real quick, so <laughs> it, with my honorable mentions, I also have a list here that I have titled um, "Favorite Dystopian Novels That a Movie Exists But It Shit." 
<laughs> and those books are Fahrenheit 451, Ready Player yeah. One in 1984. Yeah. Yeah. And, and World War Z? Wait, have you seen the Fahrenheit 451 from Michael B. Jordan? Uh, I've, I've seen the one from the 60s. I don't like it, though. I haven't seen the Michael B. Jordan one. But I didn't um, like the 60s one that much. I don't know. There was there was a disconnect there that I couldn't get past. I, I well, it's not a good movie, but it's at least closer than the Michael B. Jordan one. Okay. Like, the Ready Player One, I understand, because the, the book is eons better. But I still just appreciated the fact that they put it on screen. And certain things that they changed, like the Shining sequence, was fucking brilliant to me. But whatever. I mean, you know, like... It, <laughs> but um, then I have um, my Guilty Pleasure... Uh, movies with my wife. Uh, I it's the sequel, not the first one, and it's the Purge Anarchy. Um, oh, I love because, the concept, dude. The, the Purge sequels are so far superior to the Purge. It's After I saw the first Purge movie, I literally and I'm not trying to be that guy, but I literally turned to Christy and I said, I would have preferred if it would have been like somebody driving home and their car broke down and they were stuck in the street, and then like years, like a year later, a year and a half later, I see the trailer and that's the opening. I go. Motherfuckers yeah. Are happening. yeah, it's like they made the purge and everybody did the exact same thing. Uh, this would have been great if it were actually about the purge. Right. And then they were like, oh, that's what we should have done. We'll make movies actually about the that purge. Makes fucking sense. No. <laughs> um, I have a movie that this is what I mentioned about Neri earlier that I know Stephanie, who used to be on Wubro, um, likes and I like it, is Snowpiercer. Um... Uh. Damn, that's a good choice. I didn't think of Snowpiercer. That's so good. So good. Um, and then I have two more. Um, the Lobster starring Colin Farrell. Yes. Almost almost on my list. Uh, I just I kept trying to decide if it was dystopian or comedy. It, 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 but it is both. It's technically both. Yeah. But it, that's a great movie if you've never seen it. And then my I don't give a fuck, and I mentioned this one to Dave because I fucking love how awful this fucking movie is. And it's Reign of Fire with Christian Bale <laughs> and fucking Matthew McConaughey. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. It's got dragons. It's got Matthew McConaughey jumping off with a fucking axe off a fucking thing and getting eaten alive. Like, it, I love that movie. I don't know. I'm sorry. I fucking love that movie. Oh, man. It's awful. All right. Uh, it's so bad. It's so bad. But it's one of those, like, this is awful. But I probably saw that movie like 10 times. <laughs> Uh, I got some honorable mentions, Dave. We're going to get to yours in a minute. I just want to go through these. Uh, we have a couple of different social media outlets. So uh, from uh, on Instagram, we have uh, Lawrence77 uh, had The Lobster, Hunger Games, and Maze Runner. Uh, Extraordinary. Almost had enough. Yeah, Extraordinary B had, uh, what do they have? No, I'm sorry. That's not, that's. Uh, uh, Deborah Snyder, I'm sorry. Deborah Snyder had Twelve Monkeys, Matrix, Wally, and Watchmen. Again, these these, these people chose. Yeah. These people made decisions okay. based upon my original description, which was not uh, limiting it to just dystopian. So they also went with post-apocalyptic. So it's not their fault because this was posted prior to our changing it because we obviously changed it on the fucking podcast. Um, let me see here. Then uh, Horseius Kaku. I'm not even gonna. All right, uh, had Snowpiercer, uh, Mad Max, uh, the newer one. Uh, even though the newer ones are cool, cooler, uh, Daybreakers and Time Machine, uh, and then, uh, uh, yeah, there you go. That's that's what I have for. Daybreakers is one that I I know I saw it once, 
and I don't remember if I liked it or not. I was just thinking that exact same thing. I was like, why do I remember watching Daybreakers and can't remember anything about it? Yeah, and I remember it's the vampire one with Ethan yeah. Hawke. Right? With Ethan, you're right. Uh, yeah, I, I've never I've never heard of it. So you guys are you guys are vastly more uh, knowledgeable <laughs> about this about weird movies than I am. Um, uh, and it's then from Korea, Neary. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, on uh, fa- on uh, the Facebook, on the Facebook people, uh, we had a couple of people chime in, and they put. Let me see here. Uh, uh, Yvette LaRosa La put Hunger Games and I asked her which one and she put uh, uh, Mockingjay Part 2 which I agree I think it's a better one uh, Divergent Logan's Run and Blade Runner uh, and then Frankie Zazu some of those movies are good Frank, uh, Frankie Zazu yeah but then she has Blade Runner and kind of fucked it up uh, oh, Frankie Zazu put uh, Blade Runner Equilibrium Ready Player One and Snowpiercer so he's kind of all over the map there on that one uh, and that, <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen somebody I've, I've never seen somebody put uh, uh, like such like that's a wide variety of movies which is good that's a good thing I guess yeah, yeah. Uh, and then I just remembered the island fuck oh man that, that is a good one the island oh, one. That's, a, that's a good last minute honorable mention uh, okay if you guys say so um, you already had Logan wow you know. All right, so uh, in the Mount Geekmore Facebook page, we had a few. We had Carlos Nav- uh, Navarrete uh, put uh, from four to one, put uh, Akira, uh, Equilibrium, The Matrix, and Terminator. Honorable mentions that to- is the best list ever. Yeah, no, I, I I saw Carlos post that list on Facebook, and I was like, damn. Honorable mentions to Robocop, Logan, V for Vendetta, and Wally. Uh, Quills put Quills put uh, Hunger Games Part Two, The Matrix, Wally, and V for Vendetta. Uh, Jamia put uh, Book of Eli, which by the way would have been probably my number one had we kept in the post-apocalyptic. I love Book of Eli. Uh, Mad Max, uh, the nineteen seventy-nine one, uh, Ultraviolet. Uh, and the Matrix, and then for honorable mention, Ultraviolet, I eliminated because I felt it was slightly more post-apocalyptic, also kind of a vampire movie. But I, I love that Ultraviolet. I, uh, I eliminated Ultraviolet because it sucked. Uh, so I, I, I said it was trash. <laughs> <laughs> that movie's just not. I was like, what the fuck am I watching? I don't even know what the fuck I'm watching. Um, You're watching Mila Jovovich kick ass wearing skin tight. You know what? Against- you know what? I think. But do I see your nipples like in Resident Evil? You know what? My bad. My bad. My <laughs> bad. I am not one to say that. I, I'm not one to not say I'm wrong. I, I am confused. I confused it with Aaron Flux. The moment yeah, now that movie uh, shit. Yeah, I'm yeah, sorry. I'm sorry. Diarrhea. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Do you see why when I saw when I saw that pic, I I pictured Eon Flux and I'm like, ugh, good god, that's awful. Uh, yeah, no, Ultra Ultraviolet's a lot of fun, man. My, my bad, right. my bad. Oh man, the fight choreography at Ultraviolet, if you've never seen it, is stellar. You know what? Yeah. I don't think I have seen Ultraviolet, to be honest with you. Oh, all right. Uh, okay, Robert uh, Leatherwood put uh, Mad Max Fury Road, Book of Eli, Hunger Games, and The Road. Uh, and when I asked him which Hunger Game, he put the first one. Uh, and that's all we have for the listener pick. So, Dave, what's your honorable mentions? My honorable mentions. Um, so I'm taking off Escape from New York because uh, uh, Debona mentioned it. Uh, I also had Wally. Um, I I totally see that as, as a dystopia. Yeah, it's a self-contained dystopia, right? Exactly. Yeah. Um, I've got Death Race 2000. Is, oh my god! <laughs> but 
Don't you dare fucking, <laughs> 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 Don't you dare fucking judge me for Rain of Fire, you piece of shit. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it was made on a shoestring budget, and they pulled off, like, fucking gold, man. Oh, man. And with uh, the body count that makes any Rambo movie go. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and, and speaking of Rambo, you've got Sylvester Stallone in one of his early roles um, as uh, uh, Machine Gun Tommy. So he's fucking awesome. Uh, I've got a Clockwork Orange and THX one one three eight. Oh, you fucking nerd! Yeah, for real. <laughs> for real. Uh, all right. Uh, my honorable mentions are. Uh, talked about the Running Man, um, yeah, Elysium uh, with uh, what's his face? Uh, that's a good one, uh, Matt Damon. Matt Damon. I was very late to that movie. Uh, I saw it. Uh, it came out in 2013. I probably saw it in 2018. And when I finally saw it i was like why the fuck has nobody talked about this movie already like that i love that movie i thought it was really fucking great um repo man the 2010 version uh oh son of a bitch uh yeah the 2010 uh repo man and uh what's this the other one and then the the 2012 dread that we already talked about so those are my honorable mentions i have one more if i could that um i completely forgot about him while we've been talking has come to me um, 1997, the movie The Vanilla Sky is actually a remake of. It's called Abre Los Ojos, and it's right on the line as to whether or not it's dystopian, like the with everything that exists in it. But uh, so I, I wasn't going to put it on my list, but uh, oddly enough, if you've ever seen Vanilla Sky, Penelope Cruz plays the same character in both oh, movies. Oh, cool! Oh, yeah, nice. she she's in she's um, she's in Abre Los Ojos, and then she plays the same character in Vanilla Sky. I actually enjoyed Vanilla Sky. Am I weird? Because a lot of people apparently no, hate it. No, I, I, no, I've got nothing against Vanilla Sky. I actually thoroughly enjoy it. Um, there's, uh, this. I don't know if this sounds like super pretentious or just like history to say. Buddy, 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 buddy. We're friends with Dave. Okay. So take <laughs> it. Not to be a dick. Not to be a dick. But there's gonna be. It's gonna be very difficult for you to fucking, you know, make us there, feel like that's being douchey. Come on. There's something very pure and natural to watching Aubrey Los Ojos in Spanish that's lost in translation when it becomes Vanilla Sky. There's there's a certain there's a certain level of uh, a feeling and emotion that I just don't think translates either to English or to the English screenplay well. Um, but there's there there I was more emotionally I like Vanilla Sky, but I was more emotionally invested in Aubrey Los Ojos uh, um, when I watched it than I was in Vanilla Sky. Uh, so, like, an, like a Julio Iglesias song. So what? <laughs> that's that's what it is. That's what it is. That's exactly what it is. It's, it's if you could turn a Julio Iglesias song into a movie. So Debona, if I'm if I'm if I'm trying to grasp the meaning of what you're trying to say, what you just said, uh, what I'm what I'm assuming you mean is it sounds warmer on vinyl, is what you're saying. <laughs> That's is that essentially what you're saying? I mean, is that the okay? Like, like it loses its translation. Like it sounds, just say it sounds warmer on vinyl. We all fucking no, get for, what it means. For what it's worth, as as history and douchey as I may be, I'm not a vinyl guy. I want pure audio clarity. Like I want, like I want the best uh, MP3s that you can give me. Live <laughs> <Long> wire. <laughs> That, that was a great, and that was a great, uh, 
that that was a great uh, meme that I saw earlier. It said 2020 is uh, 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 kids these days haven't seen uh, uh, a virus like this in, like, since LimeWire or some shit like that. <laughs> yeah, it's like 20, 20, 2020 must have downloaded something on LimeWire. Oh, that's what it was. Yeah, yeah, that's what it was. Which I think is fantastic. Uh, all right, um, our number ones. Round one. This is your last chance. After this, there is no turning back. Do it. Do it. Come on. Come on. All right. Uh, DeBono, what do you got for your number one, brother? That's the perfect sound effect because I'm sitting ready. I need to make popcorn for this. So what, <laughs> what, what's really odd to me right now is um, we know Dave and Jeff, number one, because of tables. We've Correct. been through everybody's honorable mentions, and this movie has not come up yet, which is very, very strange to me because I view this movie as the peak of dystopia. So you're in a future where everything is perfect. Everybody is living their best life. There is no crime because of technology that has been developed. And but <laughs> because of that technology, things are awful and the movie that is my number one is minority report Oof. Uh, i thought you were gonna go well, somewhere else with it i thought you were gonna I go with, I. I thought <laughs> you were gonna go with i thought you were gonna go with my number one and i was like oh this is great we have the same oh. number one but uh no. all right so yeah no minority yeah. report minority that's report is a future where true. everything is tailored to you right as you walk through the mall it scans your retinas and it shows you commercials exactly like what you've been talking about like instagram does now and it everything is perfect. There's no crime because they see what's coming. But the problem is they're prosecuting people for crimes that they haven't actually committed. They're jailing these people for the rest of their lives for things that they didn't actually do. For things right. that would they have done? You caught the marble from hitting the floor, but does that mean it wouldn't have hit the floor? I like Blade Runner, which I know we're going to get to in a minute, more than Minority Report as a movie, as a full cinematic whole Blade Runner is better as a pure example of what what the dystopian genre can do as social commentary. I like that. Yeah. Minority Report is untouchable. Minority Report shows what happens when the government decides we know what's best for you and we're going to put you in cold storage for the rest of your life because our freakish little psychic triplets said that you're going to do something awful. And so since we're the people in charge, we say you now go to jail forever, even though you never actually did anything wrong. It's this absolutely amazing blend of, excuse me, of great cinematography, pretty good acting. I feel like everybody does a great job in it. Uh, And like I said, as a movie, no, it's not better than some of the others that we're about to talk about, but strictly from the dystopian, uh, point of view i feel like this movie taking the concept of can the government put people away for the rest of their lives for a crime that they never actually committed because they feel like they're technologically so advanced that they can get away with that i feel like my if if somebody were to say to me what is a dystopian movie i would immediately be like watch minority report a dystopia the way that i've always envisioned dystopian movies is it's this future where it feels like on the surface, everything has finally come together. We've finally reached the height of civility and technology. We found this amazing melding point, 
and everything is great because that would be a utopia. What makes it a dystopia is it's only that on the surface. Once you dig deeper, you find out things are actually kind of fucked. And so the dystopia strictly from like the entomological uh, breakdown of the word, I feel like Minority Report encompasses dystopia better than anything that could possibly be. So my number one choice is Minority Report. Colin Farrell's a dystopia actor. There we go. Too. Yeah, he this is. is the third movie. Lobster, this, and um, Total Recall. Total Recall. Even though it wasn't the one you were referring to, but yeah, still. But- um, no, Minority Report's phenomenal. I had that on my li- I have that on my list. I just picked those other ones for honorable mentions. But no, absolutely, Minority Report. If you look at it from a dystopia standpoint, that's like the the picture perfect dystopia film. I think, or uh, it's up there. Um, it's funny you mention it though. Like, I don't know if anybody else has been watching Paradise TV on Netflix, but in season second season, in, in season two. They, they ended up coming into a lot of money and they built a precog chamber and they have all these, <laughs> they have all these jokes about them going into the precog chamber and filling the, the melon heads, <laughs> like, like feeding the med- melon heads and stuff like that. So it just makes me laugh when I think of that. But minority report is, I, I mean, it's, it, I, I can't argue with it. I well, think that's a great pick. The, the other element of minority report that's so geniusly done is that concept of no matter how perfect the system is, there's going to be somebody who figures out how to work it. Right. right? And, and you get the guy who learns how to work that that uh, that tremor system where the precogs remember things and then just perfectly creates a murder that seems like one of those. It, it, it shows how no matter how perfect society gets, there's always going to be a shipper that finds a way to manipulate I like it. I like that. Movie. I, I like yeah. that movie a lot, man. I, I enjoyed that movie. Uh, I, I saw it on a few lists for dystopias. Um, I, you know, get nothing. I, this movie and my number one are similar in a lot of ways. Uh, so I know what your number one is, I, but I will say. I'm going to, but but I will say I, I Minority Report is really, and, and as far as a Spielberg movie, I think it gets lost in the shuffle because Spielberg has made so many great movies um, that I, I, I think. But it's not very Spielberg-esque in a lot of ways which is why i like this movie because i like when mm-hmm. a director uh makes a great movie without making a themselves kind of movie you know what i mean when yeah. you when you have a scorsese movie that, that's great and you don't know it's a scorsese it's not a stereotypical scorsese movie that's what makes it great when i when you have a spielberg movie that's not a quote-unquote spielberg e movie i i really like you know when a director goes outside of his wheelhouse so to speak of what he typically does and still yet makes a great movie i think that deserves more credit uh than it than 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 sometimes the other ones and uh, and again not knocking any of spielberg's work because uh i don't remember watching a spielberg movie that wasn't great uh, i'm sure i'm wrong but i don't remember it uh but um minority port really is fucking fantastic on all fronts it, it really is also so you just went on this rant to tell us that you love hugo I, yeah. I haven't seen, but I haven't seen Hugo. I haven't, That's I haven't. Movie that doesn't feel like it's right. Exactly. <laughs> Did he make? He made Hugo? Like Hugo. Was it Hugo? Oh, was, it, yeah. was it Scorsese or was it, or was it uh, Spielberg? That's Scorsese. No, it's Scorsese. Uh, you're, you're just thrown off because DiCaprio's not in it. Yeah, uh, uh, he said he uh, he made it because his grandkids 
so like said that they were tired. They didn't like the fact that they could never watch any of his movies. So he was like, "Oh fuck it, I'll make you go." Oh well, what I said is when they make one that's not like theirs but good. Uh, that's what I. That's what I was trying to get at. Uh, I haven't seen Hugo, so Hugo I don't know. Not half bad. I don't. I don't know. I don't know if it's good or not. Uh, all right. Uh, so Minority Report. That's solid. Uh, Jeff, what's your number uh, one? Well, I tabled it from before. It's Idiocracy. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I it. To, to me, I think it's along the lines of Minority Report. And you think of a dystopian, but nobody's smart. Exactly. <laughs> it's, you know, it's, it's the reverse kind of Minority Report. They're not doing things to further society. It's the complete opposite, except making Starbucks tolerable by making it a porn whorehouse. <laughs> uh, but, um... For quick rundown for the folks who may have never heard of it, Mike Judge of Beavis and Butthead fame. Just turn on the news uh, now, and that's what you're fucking watching. Yeah, and this is idiocracy. (laughs) Um, Except Hector Camacho is way more uh, likable. Um, Correct. I'd vote for Hector Camacho for this joke. So what what happens is Luke... Luke, Luke uh, Owens? Wilson. Wilson. (laughs) Luke Owen. No, his brother's (laughs) Owen. It's late. I'm sorry. Luke Wilson plays this, like average intelligence military guy who gets chosen for an experiment to be frozen. Um, he gets frozen for, I forgot how many years, it's quite a few years, I think 500 years, maybe? He wakes up, uh, yeah, because he goes to sleep in 2005, he wakes up in 2505. So he wakes up, and the world has gone to essentially shit. The president is a professional wrestler played by Terry Crews named Hector Macho Camacho. <laughs> um, president Hector Macho Camacho, sir. President. <laughs> Put, respect on his put name. some respect on his name, sir. Water is only used for toilets, and all the water fountains are filled with Brondo, the thirst mutilator. Which it's is got electrolytes. It's, it's yeah. got electrolytes, and that's what um, great. There's a world hunger. There's world hunger. Um, there's all these. There's all these issues, and then this guy wakes up, and he's not smart, but he's smarter than all these stupid people. The whole premise of it is, is that. The stupid people are the ones that are procreating excessively. So they're the one, that, that's essentially what the premise of the I'm movie from Alabama. Is. That's also the premise of our state. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> um, you killed Dave. You killed Dave, Ramona. Um, so, but it, it, it just shows, like, it, you know, it's scary. Like, what Neri said is that. You see a lot of correlation to what's been going on in society, and it it, it it's terrifying. But the movie's so funny because I even the the their their judicial system is that they have a monster truck rally. Yes, <laughs> and 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 the one, the one monster truck has the giant metal penis, and the other guy it's a pinto with a big rubber dildo on the other end. <laughs> like you know, and it 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 you know, but then you have this guy who. He's average intelligence, but he's he's using common sense to solve issues. The uh, the, the one eyed man in the king in the kingdom of the blind, right? Right, exactly. Can because I just can I just tell you? Is- I started watching this movie when I saw when I first saw this movie. It was on TV, so I don't remember where I was, but the I was. Set, there was there was a run in the early two thousand. So I went back and I looked this up when this was my when this was my number three. When this movie came out in theaters, it was panned universally. And it did not do well. This movie came to fame when Comedy Central got their hands on it and just shoved it down everyone's throats <laughs> until they had to acknowledge 
that it was a legitimate piece of social commentary. Like it was, it is, it's the South Park of movies. It is. Com- yeah. Comedy Central force fed it to everyone until they were forced to take it seriously and understand what this movie had to say. So, it, it, and it, it but, yeah, go ahead, Neri. No, I was just gonna, when I first saw the movie, I saw it when it already had started, maybe five or ten minutes into the movie. So the movie had started. I just flipping channels or whatever, and I just it was on TV, and I don't remember where I was when I was watching it, but I remember I was like, "What the fuck am I watching?" Like I had no. I stayed watching because I recognized people's faces. Like, oh, that's Owen Wilson, and then or Luke Wilson. I'm sorry, uh, uh or you know that Dax Shepard, uh, Dax Shepard, Terry Crews. Like I I recognize these people, so I'm gonna stay watching it. I just don't know what the fuck I'm watching it, and it was well before. I'm not trying to be the hipster. I was well before it was known that Idiocracy was a movie. So. Was well before that and I was like what the fuck am I watching and I literally just stayed watching going like these people are fucking idiots like I just kept I didn't know the name of the title of the movie so I just kept these people are fucking idiots like this like I kept saying that out loud over and over and over again before I didn't know what the fuck I was watching and I just that's how good the movie is that I kept watching throughout the whole movie even I was like is he gonna get back home like uh, there was a point where he thought he was a time traveler right and he could build a time machine and go back home and, and I was like Zach, Zach Shepard is constantly telling him there's a time machine so he can get back to 2005 yeah that's right. Um, so the, the the thing about the the movie Idiocracy that that's so genius, outside of just the the obvious elements of it, is if you are a dystopian either literature or movie fan, there's a lot of really great things in this that are callbacks to other types of things, like when they have to do the aptitude testing that tells them what job they should have and stuff. That's Brave New World, right? Just yeah. in like a, in a very comedic version of doing it. Everything that exists within the idiocracy world is taken from something else and then made to be stupid. But if you're putting, like, we've sat here and talked about how we love all these movies so much. And if you love these movies and these books, then you can sit in that and be like, oh, oh my God. Like, yeah, it's all Dan Huxley. That's George George Orwell. Like, I get these references and also see how when you do it this way, it's fucking stupid. Right. And it's just, it's so great. To see that dystopian future where it's like, hey, you got an idea, right? So we've done a lot of movies about the future, and it's always because everything gets better until it goes bad. What if the current trend we're on of shit getting worse just never ends? (laughs) (laughs) And for 500 years, shit just constantly gets worse, right? Well, hear me out. Hear me out. Pro wrestler. President. Boom. (laughs) Right? Gatorade. Runs the world. Done deal. Starbucks <laughs> makes porn. Fuck it. Forget about it. Right? <laughs> it was. It was a guy who took the concept of, I see a downslope in the future. What if we can't fix it? And Judge ran with it, and it became absolute solid gold. I yeah. love Idiocracy, and, yeah. and, and and like I said, I'm glad you could talk about it now. But we tabled it earlier. But there are so many just really small things. And, you know, and yeah, it's commonplace to be like, we live in idiocracy now. And, well, yeah, I mean, shit, look, we all love Disney. I know y'all live close. I follow a lot of two of your wives on Instagram. I, I know they <laughs> hang out at Disney World. Uh, I, I know that we're all Disney fans. But also it's slightly horrifying to think about how close Disney is getting to owning everything. Right? Yeah. Like, 
it, and it takes that idea and it's like, well, we're going to make fun of it and hope that people are smart enough to put together that this is social commentary, not just the comedy of a dick on a pinto. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. There's a, by the way, there's a, with that said, there's a report that says that uh, the, uh, Disney, because of the last week and a half, um, Disney stock has dropped so far, so down, so far, so low that um, Apple may be in position to actually buy out Disney outright because that's how bad the stock has gotten for Disney. No fucking way. Nothing stays down that long. I know we're not a financial podcast, but it won't stay down long enough for that to happen. Listen, if I could just get my, I, I'm, I like Apple more than Disney. So let's do this. Let's get this going. Um, all right. Uh, so, uh, Dave, uh, what's your number one? My number one, here we go. Blade Runner. Absolutely. Um, Yeah, but that wasn't my number okay. one. <laughs> that wasn't my number one. That wasn't. It shouldn't have been number anything. Yeah, well. Don't mind me. I'm just going to be here eating popcorn. Uh, watching this. I, hey, man, I tried. You took a number two on your number three. I, I, I tried very hard to, and I rewatched this. I forced myself fucking, uh, um, uh, Clockwork Orange style to watch this movie, uh, because the first time I tried to watch it, I fell asleep. I, I fucking mailed the disc to Debona, and then, like, six months ago, I was. I watched every version of it. It's got theatrical, European, ultimate, and uh, I've watched them all. Yeah, and I, and I fucking, and then. I forced. I forced myself six months ago. I forced myself to fucking watch. I'm like, no, I'm gonna. I can't go this long and not actually watch the movie. And I did. And I really, at the end of the day, uh, who's the director? Ridley Scott. Ridley Scott. Absolutely. At the end of the day, I I will tell Ridley, uh, Sir Ridley, because he's a knight, uh, Sir Ridley Scott, uh, that he owes me three hours of my fucking life back uh, because uh, it was. Utterly fucking bleh of nothing. Did anyone tell you to fuck off? Because he also gave you the Alien quadrilogy, so you could eat. Actually, dick. actually, <laughs> he doesn't even need to go that far back. He doesn't even need to go for that back. He gave me Gladiator, which is my outright my second favorite movie of all time, which I, I just now have watched the the extended version, which is an extra half hour long. So thank you, Sir Ridley Scott. But also give me back two hours back, please. It'd be great. Uh, anyway. Dave and I were about to talk about one of the best movies. So good. All right, I'm gonna go take. I'm gonna go to the bathroom and take a shit, like you guys did on this pick. All right. Not, not even just dystopian movies, but just of all time. Absolutely. Um, and and like you were saying, there's uh, there's so many different cuts of this. I, I think ultimately the one I end up watching most is the final cut. Um, just because I like the inclusion of some of those deleted scenes. Uh, but I, I do miss the voiceover. Um, from the theatrical cut, that hurts. Uh, to I, I guess so. This doesn't just become a conversation between me and you. I'll, I'll back that off. I'll take oh it. no! I, yeah, I look. I appreciate. I, I can appreciate Blade Runner. Um, I here and and I learned this in the western where I was telling Dave, if a movie's going goes longer than two hours and forty five minutes, I start to kind of wean off a little bit. It kind of just hurts. It hurt, hurts a little bit. Um, appreciate Blade Runner, and I I disagree with Neri wholeheartedly. That I do think that it is a beautiful visually filmed. The message that last scene in the rain is one of the most emotional things. I've, that that is the best monologue 
in all of film. Absolutely. 100% Rutger Hauer RIP. I'll go on record. You can quote me on that in, in, in any future podcast. That is the best monologue on a film. And I would never disagree with you with that. Uh, Blade Runner, from any aspect that you could possibly look at a film. Look, I'm a film fan. I'm not <laughs> He's a not film. even listening. He's I'm, not I'm, even with the headphones on. I'm not a film student. Um, I am a film fan. And right. from any aspect that you can come at when watching a movie, Blade Runner goes above and beyond. From, oh, yeah. the, 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 from the cinematography to the acting to the directing to the, the script is just beautifully written. And, and this is coming from somebody who loves the source material. I, I love the story. Yeah. Um, do, Android, do Android Dream of Electric Sheep. I, I love the story. And I still feel like Blade Runner does it tons of justice. Uh, I, here you go. If, if you really, so I have a very hard time falling asleep in silence. One thing I've found very soothing to fall asleep to is on YouTube, you can find a 10 hour loop of just the uh, street noise from Blade Runner. Oh, that's awesome. really, Oh, it's really great. Right? <laughs> like, it's just like, it's like hover cars and just people like chatting indiscriminately and just like weird noises and stuff. I mean, like I said, even down to the mixing and, and the yeah. costume design, the special effects and the way that this like cyber future was supposed to look, which by the way, I know we mentioned at the very top, but if you've forgotten the year that Blade Runner is set is 2019. Yeah. So technically, from where we live right now, Blade Runner is historical fiction. Yeah. Um, but it's it's shot so amazingly. It's acted so perfectly. It's written and adapted gorgeously. Yeah. I'm running out of adjectives. It's, <laughs> it's scrumptrelectant. There we go. The snozberries taste like snozberries. <laughs> it's just, I can I can watch this movie in every time. I'm 100% as emotionally invested as I ever was. Yeah. I tried to name, okay, I, I have a son who's three years old. I guess the video doesn't get shown on this, but I held him on camera a minute ago. <laughs> I fought for his name to be Decker because I was no. trying to get that Blade Runner sign. Oh, <laughs> Decker was on my short list. I tried, and I know his name is Decker, but I shot for Decker thinking I had a better shot at it. Yeah. Decker was on my short list. That's how much I love this movie. Oh, man. Well, I mean, the, the novel is my favorite novel of all time. Um, and like you said, they did an admirable job at adapting something that um, after I first read it, I thought, well, this is unadaptable. <laughs> how, how, do you, how do you turn this into a film? And, and Ridley Scott did. Uh, I mean, of course, they left out a lot of the commentary on uh, religion and environmentalism, which a lot of that was included in Blade Runner 2049, which is yes. fantastic. That, and that, that is the thing. While Blade Runner 2049 did not make my list, what they did a great job with that was was picking up some of the slack that they had to leave out from the first. Well, I was going to ask you guys yeah. that because I haven't seen that one. It is it amazing. It is. The it sequel. is. I was, I was nervous. I was straight up scared when I went in to watch the new Blade Runner for so many reasons. Um, one reason I was not scared of is, uh, you know, Jared Leto is just a, a dime piece, and I'm all about that. But, uh, 
as far as the rest of the movie, I was just nervous. But yeah, what they they created a new story and did a great job while also picking up a lot of the things that they weren't right. able to put into the first one. Um, and uh, for for what the the film is, which is essentially just a detective story in the future, uh, <laughs> there's there's a whole lot of uh, of a glimpse into what our future could be. And, and I think that of, of all the dystopias that we've looked into, this is one of the most probable ones where giant corporations have taken over. Um, we've destroyed our planet at, uh, at the whim of these, uh, these, these corporate uh, monsters. And life is virtually meaningless. We don't care about one another. Uh, and, and, and what, what is the value of life anyway when it can be replicated so easily? What is it that makes you so important and so unique? What is it that makes me important and unique, right? And then there's this hierarchy of, uh, which it, it, obviously in the novel, they go into this to greater degree, but there's this hierarchy of, okay, well, th- this thing is an android. So therefore, it's not worth as much as you and I are. But then you hear uh, Roy Batty speak at the end of the film. Tell me that that thing's not fucking alive. Exactly. It's, it, uh, it's, it's this amazing concept of what is soul versus, and, and I get it, like this is becoming like a film podcast, right? It's not just about the dystopian element of it. But, yeah. but, uh, but it, it is a dystopian film where, yeah, what is soul versus, just the electric pulses that, that make your brain work. Can you, can you replicate the soul? Right. And, and it delves into that just so beautifully. And you're absolutely right. Like you can't look at some of these people as some of the replicants and people and, and just everything there is and be like, how are they not alive? Um, it, it was, it was just, it's so absolutely amazingly and beautifully done. And like I said, it's like I said, with Brazil, it's visually so stunning too. Yeah, I, I mean, for for everything that that movie was, what Blade Runner came out in the early eighties, eighty two, eighty three. Uh, I think I think it was eighty two. Yeah, it was when Blade Runner came out, and it it's incredible what he pulls off. Um, if you are you, a video, you couldn't you couldn't make a better looking movie today. No, you absolutely couldn't. I um, a case in point, if you played the game Detroit. The, the game oh, Detroit, Detroit being human, yeah. is Detroit being human is essentially Blade Runner where you get to play as the replicant, right? Right. So, but even Detroit, as gorgeous as it was and as an amazing story as it was, it still didn't hold up to what Blade Runner was thirty years ago almost. It, it, it was it was absolutely amazing. Like like I said, the only reason Blade Runner was not my number one is because I felt like purely from the stance of dystopian minority report filled that role better but i 100 times over think yeah. blade runner is a better film it's one of my ever fluctuating top three films of all time yeah right there with you miss and it's always the same three films by the way it's just the order that they come in changes depending on my mood fast and the furious blade runner <laughs> <laughs> and honest to god you want to know it ghostbusters sandlot blade runner Oh, I love it. I love it. And, and it's all about mood, right? Like, you look <laughs> at those three movies, and that, that just encompasses different moods. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> Raiders of the Lost Ark, Terminator, Blade Runner. There we go. 
All right, Neri put his headphones back on. So maybe he's yeah, like he's, he's done being rude. I wasn't being rude. I was letting you guys talk. I had to go uh, feed my dogs and take a shit like you guys did on this list. Um, so, uh, but he's uh, mad because this is definitely making the mountain with two votes. Oh, I don't, I don't really. That doesn't bother me at all. I mean, that's fine. Uh, I wasn't trying to be. To be fair to the listener, I wasn't and to you guys. I wasn't. I really, legitimately wasn't trying to be rude. I, I honestly had to go. My dogs were fucking looking at me, and my wife is not uh, 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 out right now, so I had to go uh, feed them. Um, you don't have to try to be rude. You can just be rude. Yeah, it's all right. You don't have to explain to them. Yeah, I, and I would have felt I would feel bad about it, except that you were talking about Blade Runner. So I was like, "Nah, it's fine." Uh, what, what I found what I found interesting is you guys didn't notice that during the shenanigans that I was pulling while I was not on the microphone, I literally turned around and on my desktop started watching porn, and I was like, "This is a way better time." <laughs> there was porn back there. There le- legitimately was, was porn. White. You can't see it. There yeah, was. You can't see anything. It's all white. Yeah, so, so I was watching porn. And it's only I, white now because he's been watching porn. <laughs> <laughs> and so I could hear, I could, st- I could hear what was being said through the head, even though I didn't have the headphones on. I could still hear what was being said. And when I was watching porn, it, it lasted like all of fifteen seconds. And then I realized you guys weren't laughing, and I was like, "Oh no! If they're if they're not onto the joke, then it's just me being creepy watching porn for real." <laughs> So I gave the joke about 15 seconds before I was like, no, they're not. They can't see what's on the screen, apparently. And then it just turned it fucking off. But uh, yeah, yeah, that's why you gave it 15 seconds. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> that's all I needed. My dog needed water and I needed some time alone. Um, all right. So um, all right, so we got Blade Runner. My number one uh, is. Oh, that's right. Neri hasn't given his number one yet. I just thought we were done because we talked about Blade Runner. Yeah, no, it just it just feels like it could have been forever. Like that fucking movie just drags and fucking drags and puts you to sleep. Uh, it's very similar. You guys have a very similar. If you look at it from a perspective of a, um, <laughs> I hate you so much. Right now. <laughs> I know, but you're gonna love me now because my number one is very much in the in the realm of uh, what it's a movie that you would think is a utopia. It's in it's in a future where everything is right. There's uh, 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 little to no crime uh, It's perfect And then Until you start Scratching the surface A little bit Scratching it Like uh, like If you were scratching A beacon in your arm In your hand That somebody had inputted it By the government um, So my number one Is Demolition Man Is uh, my pick and I didn't purposely Mention it As an honorable mention Just because I wanted to give you Your standard Yeah I I, I stayed away from it in honorable mentions because I was like, somebody's going to say demolition. Yeah. Yeah. And like, that, that, that somebody would be uh, fucking me. And uh, I, I, legitimately, I, I, I legitimately love this movie. Uh, I've watched it time and time again. Uh, as recent as uh, within a year ago, I, I have watched this movie often and and uh, throughout different ages. I mean, it came out 20 plus years ago and I'm still watching the movie uh, every every so often. Um uh, it, it speaks to the to what you were saying about minority report about the government. This is a, a situation where the government is saying we know what's best for you, and 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 the people. Yeah, and the people, yeah, exact the mundo, uh, and the people fucking take it. The people just sit there and take it and be like, yeah, this is what's best for us. Uh, shout out to them being the creators of the no touch uh, uh, handshake, which is uh, basically yeah. what we have resorted to nowadays. Social distancing. Yes, yeah, so, social distancing handshake. Where they do this shit, they round about. Also, apparently in Demolition Man, they ran out of toilet paper a long time ago because of what's going on right now. Correct. Yeah, where where are my three seashells? Yeah. Exactly. 
I just, uh, out of toilet paper everywhere in the county, just made the drive down to the beach. Seashells in every bathroom in this house. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I, what, I I, love is, what I love is that Sylvester Stallone was like, hey, um, hey, Rob, um, I'm sorry for Judge Dredd. Let me put you in a movie that's actually, like, good. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, Rob, Rob Schneider was on... on um, on uh, what's his name uh fucking the radio station with this guy with the big hair fuck i forget his name Why am I... howard stern howard stern years ago and they talked about he you know he has a story about stallone and then he said yeah i was in two stallone movies i was in a good one uh and uh and a bad one and he said i was in uh judge dread and the militia man and then the joke which is a very good joke by howard stern he's like which one was which uh <laughs> very good joke but the militia man i thought again i love this movie Unironically, oh, yeah. I love this movie uh, thoroughly. Mm-hmm. Um, as much as I would love to see a sequel to this movie, you kind of wrote yourself into a corner because everything's kind of like yep. it, it, it. It doesn't. The fish out of water thing only plays. Like you can't. You know what I mean, you can't have another fish out of water. You've already. It, it, you're it, already you, out of the water. Oh, I was right like, there. that's it. We lost the bonus. There you go. Like, <laughs> I'm so sorry like uh, all of a sudden my computer just started making a clicking noise and completely and totally froze up that's all right man that's all right we all have it what i was gonna say to your comment neary about the sequel is if you can't guarantee me simon phoenix i don't give a fuck yeah you know and this is one of these this is i agree man i i agree this is look at dave you can film more no, he's in black and white. Oh, he's in black and white. Yeah. Oh, Dave's in black and white. I feel more white. like myself now. <laughs> um, yeah, I agree about Simon Phoenix. It's this is one of these movies where, as great as the movie is, it's uh, amplified by the villain's performance. I, uh, exactly. He's so fucking good. How would you top Simon Phoenix? And you can't get him back. Uh, you could go the route of, I mean, te- I mean, if you want to go from a from a writing perspective, you could go on a route that from a route of they they get they have everybody's DNA when they froze them, so they can make a clone or they can make you know they could do that. I guess. Right. Uh, but Simon Phoenix is the shit. The movies, the, I, I I fucking love this movie. Um, when I first brought it up to the group as a dystopian uh, movie, Dave was like, "It's not a dystopian movie." I was like, "They don't allow you to have sex." How the fuck is that not a dystopian movie? That's clearly a dystopian movie. Um, but yeah. They, and Dennis they, Leary thinks it's dystopian. That correct. Oh, and, no, I, I, I corrected myself because it had been so long since I'd seen the movie. All I remembered was the hunt for Simon Phoenix. Right. And so as soon as I, I, I pulled it up on Google, I was like, oh, my God, this is totally dystopian. I yeah. totally forgot. So yeah, I, I, this is in the major need of a rewatch in my house. It's uh, it's uh, they eat rat burgers for God's sakes, people. They eat rat fucking rat burgers. Um, <laughs> but I, I, anyways, I just I I, I I wax poetically about this movie so much. It, it talks about the government thinking that it knows best for you, controlling you in every which way possible. Uh, downright to the music, the music it's it, it is has gone backwards where now it's just commercials and show tunes from movies from things like you know fucking hot dogs and and that's what the music that's what they consider music uh, at that point. Uh, which goes to sh- which goes to speak about the, the censorship. So I think it's fantastic, man. I, I love that movie for everything. So it's a great pick. I love that. Movie. Yeah, it's it, it's a lot. It's a lot of fun to watch. Like it's it's untouchable as far as just fun movie to watch. Yeah, I, I think I, I think uh, in 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 retrospect, 
talking about Minority Report earlier, I think Demolition Man is like the the uh, funner version of of Minority. Like Minority Report is a more serious take on the same themes. Uh, God damn it! Well, I can see planet. that. No, no, I can, I can see that. All right, all right, uh, all right. No, no, I, I was saying God, because I thought your your picture went out for a second, so I was like, oh, so yeah. Oh no, it it froze, but I can feel everything right. you were saying. Right on. I, I got, a, I got a bunch going on. There. All right, so uh, that's uh, the number one. So the number ones was Minority Report, Idiocracy, Blade Runner, and Demolition Man. Uh, so what are we going to do? Uh, so Blade Runner made it, so we're going to put Blade it, Runner. Idiocracy also has those two votes. Yeah. Do we want to do just number ones? Since yeah. the number ones, Jeff's number one and my number one were the two repeats. I mean, I'm okay with that. That's fine. I was going to make that an would, argument for World my, War Z, that would put, but that's fine. And then that would put Demolition Man and Minority Report, which are kind of two sides of the same coin up there. But I, I, I kind of like that list, though. That's not a, that's bad, a, that's not a think, bad list, right? Like, it kind of encompasses a little bit of everything involved. Yeah. yeah. So. All right. That's our, I love it when a plan comes together, bro. Minority, so <laughs> it's gonna be uh, Blade. The final mount is gonna be Blade Runner, Idiocracy, Minority Report, and Demolition Man. Uh, that's awesome, dude. That's a uh, that's you know what? That's a that's a uh, that's a to watch list uh, during these times. That really is. That's a, yeah. you know what? And honest to God, outside of just being a list of great movies that you could watch, that's a list of really fucking highly relatable movies. Yeah. Like you could you could go the one route where you watch a bunch of zombie movies and maybe the world's gonna end and people are gonna eat you, or you could just watch maybe things get it together, but then the government gets too much power and it goes to shit because of that. Yeah. Either way, the world's doomed. Hi, I'm Daniel. Thanks for listening. <laughs> that was a great TED talk. Big old dildos on cars. <laughs> Oh, another, another, uh, another um, honorable mention that I just thought of is uh, oh. iRobot. I really enjoy iRobot. It's kind of in the or same AI. AI. Yeah. I, you know, I've never seen AI. I've never actually seen oh it. Oh my god, you've never seen AI. No. AI okay. Look, I'm going to be honest. We have mentioned four Philip K. Dick film adaptations. Absolutely, just we put have. It out there. There's uh, a lot of dick you need to watch. <laughs> <laughs> Ironically, that's what I was watching uh, when I was watching porn. A lot of dick. And, uh, <laughs> so, so weird. look, Neri, I'm going to be 100% with you right now. Based on everything I've known about the films that you like from doing this and talking to you and just being your bud, I think that you're going to hate AI. I, I'm just 100%. I, I'm just trying to be 100%. I, I, you know, it's funny that you say that. And again, I'm not, I'll watch it and I won't be that guy who's out of spite going to say the opposite. But I will say this, Dave, after three years of uh, talking to me on a weekly basis, if not daily basis, has constantly said, I can't understand your taste. Because uh, when you think I'm going left, I zag right, my friend. And, 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 uh, <laughs> that, and that's true. That's true. Yeah. You, may, you may come out of AI loving it. But it's just kind of based on. But I, I like a lot of. Especially for this episode, went. I don't know. I love AI. I but I I I own done. I actually own AI. I just haven't I have yet to uh yet to watch it. Uh, you own a movie you've yet to watch? Oh my friend, I own like eighteen hundred movies. <laughs> I, I don't know what to tell you. I don't. I there's a lot of movies. I buy there's a times where I buy movies in bundles, and that movie just happens to be part of a bundle, and I just haven't got to see it yet. But it's spectacular. It's 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 done beautifully, and it it it's a movie that I openly weep during. I, I'm not gonna lie to you. It, it's beautifully, beautifully done. And like Dave said, it's because 
you know, credit where credit's due. Philip K. Dick is absolutely one of the best authors that, that whatever higher power you believe that ever graced this planet with. And uh, it's just it's just an amazing, amazing movie. But I'm down to watch it, man. I'm interested in watching it. I, I will I, I will be more than happy to give my, my take on it uh, once I do uh, watch hey, it. Hey, with Looper, can I throw Looper in as an honorable mention? Oh, Looper. shit. Yeah. Looper's just straight up sci-fi, though, right? Like... Oh, Looper's yeah. so good. It really is great. Looper's fantastic. Oh, wait, no. I'm sorry. I'm thinking of Jumper. Looper is good, but I was thinking of Jumper. Oh, Jumper. But you said good and Jumper in the same fucking thought process? Oh, Dude, yeah. Jumper is great. Whatever. What? That, that made, that made the, movie, the movie made me feel like jumping. Yeah. Oh, man. Jumper was, Jumper was fun. Jumper was fun. Um, oh, you know what movie never made anybody's list that would have been cool to talk about? Have you ever seen Push with Chris Evans? Dude, oh, yeah. again, I own it, and I was about to watch it the other day, and something and just life happened, but I want to see that movie. Yeah, I'm down to see oh, that movie, Push too. Oh, Push with Chris, Chris Evans and uh, Dakota like Fanning, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, great movie. She's great Possibly in everything. dystopia, kind She's... of sci-fi, but great movie. She's fucking great in everything. Uh, Fine, if everybody's throwing in another movie, I'll throw an Isle of Dogs. How about that? Isle of Dogs. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Another not, Japanese. not a Wes Anderson fan, but I I'm not a Wes Anderson fan. You know, sometimes I hate when guy. I do this when I do this no, podcast with you, I like. I'm I'm really sad that Dave and I never got our literature podcast off the ground that we had talked about because I, I feel like I feel like we we line up on so many things it could have been something. But. You got you. It's not like you guys don't have time or anything now. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, anyways, but uh, thank you guys for checking us out. This has been a lot of fun. Uh, I really want to watch some of these movies, man. This is what I this is what I love doing about these uh, podcast episodes is that I love hearing about shit that I've never heard about before because I'm like, no, all right, that sounds cool. I'll, I'll, I'll watch some of that. So I, off the bat, I, I'll tell you, I'm going to watch AI uh, probably soon, uh, probably today, if not tomorrow. Uh, and then uh, I really want to watch uh, Battle Royale. Uh, that's with an yeah. that's with an E at the end. Uh, Battle Royale. <laughs> yeah, uh, and then uh, and what was the other one that I had never seen? Uh, nope. There was a couple of ones that I had never seen. Equal uh, equilibrium, sure. equilibrium. So uh, I'm interested. I'm down. What what Brazil man? Oh yes, 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 Brazil. Yes, that's it. Uh, and uh, not to be confused with uh, with Tangle, right? That's a different movie. <laughs> <laughs> That's a different one. All right, so thank you guys for checking us out, man. Uh, hey, do you uh, do you mind if I take a second of the top pitch and stuff I got going on? I was about to ask you, Debono. What 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 do we got? <laughs> I was literally well, about I to say, like, thank you for checking us out, Debono. Where, where can these people fee- uh, well, find you? I really appreciate it. Um, if you are not new to the show, you've heard me on here before. You know that I've had a big part of a lot of things going on. I've actually moved into the YouTube world. A uh, choice not that I made, but that a buddy of mine made, and it's now what I'm doing. Um, you can check us out. We are on YouTube at What You Got Show. I have got a YouTube show where we just eat bizarre things. It's kind of what it's been right now. We uh, <laughs> we we focused on a lot of heat challenges. We've eaten peanuts that are 13 million scovels. Oh wow! This, uh, yeah. So let me tell you. Let me tell you. It was something else. Uh, we have done the world's hottest chocolate bar. We've done the nine million scoville gummy bear. We, this week, just did uh, whiskey pickles that have been soaking for a year and a half. We're, 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 we're doing bizarre things. People seem to enjoy it. Uh, it's a lot of fun right now. You can catch us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at What You Got Show. It's also the name of our YouTube channel. It's me and my buddy, Nick. So uh, please come by, toss us a subscribe. Let us know what you think of what you got. And uh, we're probably going to keep eating weird things. Yeah, nice. I'm down, man. Hey, I'll, uh, if you want, I'll update the uh, the What's Good uh, page on Geek Bro and then put uh, put that up there. 
put your YouTube on. I'd appreciate on that. Yeah, man, absolutely. Uh, and then uh, uh, check out Jeff and Dave uh, on other parts. We got to keep doing this because uh, obviously it works. So we got to keep doing this. Uh, and we have uh, oodles and oodles of time uh, while yeah. the government gets their shit together and cures us yeah. of this fucking awful, awful coughing thing. Um, yeah, if you, um, we just released the episode of the the, um, the new uh, Critter Die with. Um, Talking about the Final Fantasy VII demo, oh. we did, um, we we and coming, <laughs> and we reviewed this game called ne- ne- Necrophobia that um, I want to now buy. It was it was my co-host's uh, game, Kenny. Um, that it's a cool kind of vampire game, but we review that. Um, so that's def- that that came out already now on, from the under it's under the Layer Podcast. That's what's um, up. Yeah. Later podcast. Uh, so check that out. And uh, and then Dave and I just did the liter- literary heroes episode of uh, Mount Geekmore yeah. that just dropped at the recording. At the time of this recording, it just dropped today. By the time this recording comes out, uh, it came out last week. So check it out at geekbro.net. Check out the other podcasts on geekbro.net, including the What's Up Bro podcast, uh, Better Let Me Tell You, uh, and Comedy Fitness, um, as well as... Uh, th- um, the bonus uh, YouTube uh, channel, so make sure I'll, I'll be make sure to update that. Uh, uh, we would be we would be proud and honored to be part of the Geek Pro Network. Like, I, honestly, I've known y'all longer than I've known my buddy Nick, who's now my co-host. And uh, it's I, I got to tell you, but before we go, I know you're about to do your sign off and everything, but I can never thank y'all enough for letting me do this with you. Uh, Rush Four is Rush Four is something that was near and dear to my heart. Now I do continue to do Geek more. This is uh, it's the evolution of the bar argument, and I, honest <laughs> to God, feel like this, this is this is one of the best things going right well, now. So thank y'all so much, dude. Thank, thank you, you for being here. Like I honestly think I honest uh, and I appre- I honestly love the fact that you're willing to be on the show, and I love like yeah. uh, I you and I I think are the were the biggest fans or are the biggest fans of Mount Rushmore, and uh, that's how this got started. Because when when that ended, I was like, oh no. Where the hell am I gonna get that? Where am I gonna? And I was like, I, I'll be more than happy. Like I really didn't even want. Like it's not even one of those things where I'm like, I want to do. I would listen to Mount Rushford. Didn't know any of these people from Adam, and then I just started tweeting them, and then it became a thing where they they started mentioning me on the podcast, uh, and then they had me on their last episode, which they didn't know at that time was their last episode. Uh, yeah. And and uh, and um, I, did I ever tell you this, Debona? Uh, I'm on the last episode of Mount Rushford and. Uh, it's a TV life with the <laughs> yes. Um, no, I, uh, Fucking you kill shows. I, I'm yeah, a like, show uh, killer. You're you're the John C. Riley of podcasts. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, now you got to remember back back when you were on the last episode of both of those. I was actually the producer of both of those, so I did all of the editing and made all of those happen. So yeah, I'm very aware. Of yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so I'm I'm a I'm a show killer. Have me on as a guest I'll fucking stop that shit right away motherfuckers and then I'll fucking take your idea and keep fucking running with it as if it was mine because I'm an asshole like that <laughs> look I'm gonna throw this out there um I know that you I know you do a lot of cruise ships and stuff I don't know if you're a big road touring guy but Birmingham has got a decent history in stand-up what is now the Hoover Stardom was once upon a time the Birmingham Comedy Club it's been a lot of people coming through, man. If you can ever book the Hoover Stardome, just know that you've got somewhere to stay, and we will absolutely 100% do an episode with you and make you. Oh, that's gross. fantastic, so. dude! I'm really, I'm trying this whole situation now. 
with the cruise ships because of the of the sickness and because uh, I, it has taught me not to put my eggs in one basket. Like this whole situation, because now there's no cruises going on for the next at least 30 days, if not longer. It's taught me like, well, we really should be putting, uh, doing more uh, spreading out. So Hoover Stardo, man, it, it historically it used to be something else and then it burned out. It was the Birmingham Comedy Club, now it's the Hoover Stardo. But it, it was it was the spot for people to come through in the southeast. So check out the Hoover Startup if you go on tour, man. Check it out, man. All right, thank you, bro. And then check out geekbro.net and uh, narysigns.com slash aka what was his name.com. Uh, subscribe to our uh, social media uh, at Monk, MT Geekmore on everything, uh, including YouTube, including uh, Instagram, and do all that shit. I'm trying to be more active on, on the Facebook, too. So thank you guys for checking us out. That's how lists are made. <laughs> 